is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number for you is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there totally free. Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, By the way, you can actually control the content of our site. You can submit different items to it. You find stuff online that you think is interesting. Submit it over at, as show prep at freetalklive.com. And it's a neat way to do social bookmarking without using Facebook. Uh, it's, a, it's a site that's just for our listeners, right? So you're only looking at things that are interesting and important to Free Talk Live listeners. Whereas when you're on Facebook, you're seeing things that are important to all your friends who may or may not listen to Free Talk Live. This is uh, the Free Talk Live audience and the aggregate of what they think is interesting online. So go to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. Uh, so coming up here tonight, there is a story in the news that uh, I wanted to talk. I thought that it would be great if we talked about this last week because Julia was with us also on Monday night last week. And it's one of those things we just didn't get around to, even though throughout the rest of the week uh, we did talk about this whole zombie apocalypse thing. It was probably at least three people that just randomly called in uh, to bring up this zombie apocalypse news. It's kind meme. of an interesting and, and, you know, let's call it fun news story. I mean, yeah, well, it's, I would, it's I, gruesome as it could possibly be, but it's, it's you know, more people like, like a, to talk about zombies. Well, it's more like a news meme than it is a news story because uh, it's kind of like this fake theme that uh, you know news media has come up with to kind of wrap around uh, some completely disparate, unrelated stories. Uh, so, I mean, there's no zombie, uh, you know, disease. There's no biting and someone coming well, back. They'd to like life. you to believe it was bath salts. Well, that's where this came from originally, uh, and that's why I wanted to focus on this story, especially the version of it from CBS News. And by the way, we've commented on CBS News on this program before. They, I don't know who is their news editor there, but it seems like for CBS News across the country, they just have the most, the worst copy editing that I've ever seen. And I don't I don't know why that is. It doesn't make sense because there are CBS different CBS affiliates across the whole country, and I can't imagine the same copy editors covering every single online iteration of CBS. But they've just, got the worst copy from, in your opinion, just across the board. It's just bad. Uh, so the story is from Miami.CBSLocal.com, and I'm sure most of you know the the details here. But there's one part of this story that's particularly outrageous. Miami police are still tight-lipped about the man they shot and killed on the MacArthur Causeway last weekend, but new details back claims they had no choice. The naked man they shot was trying to chew the face off of another man and refused to obey police orders to stop his grisly meal, which one source now claims included his victim's nose and eyeballs. Surveillance video taken from security yeah. cameras yeah. The nearby Miami Herald building showed a police officer arriving on the scene, appear to be startled by the spectacle of two naked men lying on the street and draw his service weapon. It appears the officer shot one of the men, but it was difficult to I tell see in the video. two naked men lying on the street. I draw my service weapon. <laughs> I mean, what? 
The bizarre shooting happened shortly after 2 p.m. when police responded to a 911 call about two naked men yeah, this fighting. This was during the day, right? Uh-huh. On a bright, uh, bike path along the causeway, which was packed with traffic on a busy holiday weekend. Miami police have not confirmed the details of what happened next, but sources close to the investigation told CBS News that if officers found one man gnawing on the face of another in what police source, uh, sources called the most gruesome th- uh, the source called the most gruesome thing he'd ever seen. The fight was taking place at the Causeway exit near the Miami Herald building. Doesn't sound like much of a fight. And Have you seen the pictures of the guy's face? I've seen the video of uh, of the occurrence. It is definitely the most gruesome thing you've ever seen. I mean, he has no face. Yeah, I don't go uh, anywhere near pictures like that. (laughs) All you can see is, and I don't mean to laugh, I'm laughing because it's It's shocking. It's bizarre. Yeah, not because it's funny, because it's really weird and sick and awful. But he has, like, all all you can see is one little eye, basically, what remains, and the rest is completely pink, no face. Can you imagine how messed up somebody needed to be to do that? It's horrifying. Yeah. He's still alive, is my understanding. Yes. Uh, According to... Why was he lying there? Uh, Wasn't he a homeless man? But the homeless people don't just lie there when you eat their faces? (laughs) I don't know. That is not an explanation. I read that apparently (laughs) this guy was very strong. Like, Like, I don't know... Strong as physically in strong. Okay, um, like didn't he get shot and didn't like even stop by eating the guy's face or something? Oh, you're talking about the aggressor was very strong, right? Gotcha. The strong people don't generally lay there when you eat their faces, right? I, 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 you know, I'm sorry. Find me a strong man. He's going to have a difficult time eating my face. The head of the Miami Fraternal Order of Police, Armand, and this is where the story gets uh, outrageous. Uh, the head of the uh, Miami Fraternal Order of Police, Armando Aguiar, said drugs are at the root of the attack. We have seen already three or four cases that are exactly like this. Exactly. Where some people <laughs> have admitted taking LSD, and it's no different than cocaine psychosis. Hmm. What? <laughs> so, Okay. So the now they're blaming this on, he's blaming this on LSD? Oh, and he's also, not only is he blaming it on LSD, he's likening LSD to psychosis. cocaine. Psychosis. Uh, well, he's likening it to psychosis that can be induced by overdosing on, ca- on cocaine. Um, so, yeah. Well, I, now, I, there's no doubt that a powerful drug like LSD could possibly put somebody into a psych- psychotic state, right? I believe i have witnessed it right and uh <laughs> well i kind of went a little nuts uh, i think that point. it would be safe to but, call that a psychotic state but um, uh, but i think that had more to do with staying up for 48 hours that did not help than it did the lsd because there's no way that the lsd was still active at I, 48 hours yes later. it was a bizarre case indeed um but all that <laughs> all that said um at the, in the very worst scenario, in your scenario, was uh, what standing, peeing on the bed, and standing at the top of the stairs with a uh, towel wrapped around your neck like Superman, <laughs> completely naked. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, some of what uh, what transpired. But how likely, how likely would it be that somebody would be violent like that? Uh, I don't believe that it's likely at all. I mean, you know, I, I've eaten a lot of LSD. I've seen people eat more LSD than I've eaten. And it seems like the more LSD you eat, the like stronger the trip is, the more immobile and sort of just inside your head you become. So like when I've seen somebody 
When I think about the strongest acid I ever ate, I remember being, you know what I mean? Like you giggle a lot and you you kind of just are seeing things and just blown away so you can really not function that well as far as like getting up and walking around and doing all those things. And there was someone with us who ate like five times as much acid as we had eaten. And Sounds this like was, a really bad idea. Okay. It was a bad idea. And I mean, I was so confused and just overwhelmed that I can't imagine what five times this um, this would be. This kid sat there for probably about three hours, didn't say a word, you know, just stared at the wall and was like, wow. And then he said, I need to go to bed. And he went and laid in his bed. And I imagine he laid in bed and tripped like he's never tripped before until he eventually fell asleep maybe 24 hours later. I find this idea petrifying. Yeah, I agree. Having having taken LSD, one uh, tab of LSD, a few times in my life, I find this idea petrifying. To take more than one? Yeah. Yeah. To me, uh, you know, what what I found was extreme paranoia in some circumstances, and I can only imagine that it could be a lot worse. I can see some people reacting this way. However, what the news is now saying is bath salts. So... LSD oh, no, no. I'm going to get to the part about bath salts. But, that's in this story. But LSD isn't bath salts. Well, no. that's what they're going to say here in a moment, that LSD is bath salts. Right. That's what it, the, the police are a, about to say, that LSD is bath salts. But this is important for people to understand. I mean, you know, the, the first time I smoked marijuana, I ended up, it was at a big party at my, my house. My, You know, the, there was a disaster. My mom came home. She wondered whether marijuana was crack. There's a lot of people yeah. out there that don't know the difference. 855-450-FREE. But all that said, you know, maybe it's a regular experience for a lot of people. But what if a psycho takes... Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on meme.com. Talk live. Bring up anything you want. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features awaiting you there. They're all completely free, so head on over. You can see the webcam. You can watch. You can listen and interact. There are other listeners there in the chat room that's built into the same page as the cam. Head over to cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam. Dot freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live brought to you by SACL CAI. If you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, get in touch with SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase your charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients down the road too. See their banner right at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. So, uh, still to come, more on this uh, so-called zombie cannibal case 
out of Miami, and we'll bring the bath salt side of this discussion into this. Uh, but there are actually people here who have comments, and of course you can bring up anything you want, so you don't necessarily have to be on the subject here. Uh, let's go to the phones and talk to Richard, listening in Canada. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my Hey, help, Richard. Man. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, yeah, the reason why I'm calling today, I'm not talking about the zombies or pastels or anything like that. Um, last Saturday in my town of Thunder Bay here in Ontario, um, we had a natural disaster where 800 homes were, were flooded out. Oh, wow. Uh, to a, a, a torrential rainstorm. Um, what actually happened was the, the rainstorm flooded our, uh, our sewage treatment plant. I shouldn't say ours. It's owned by the city, and they pay for it by forcing us to give them money. And uh, as a result, um, uh, an entire neighborhood of homes, it's about 1,000 homes, um, has experienced sewage backup in their houses. Oh, yucky. Yeah. Gosh. One, one of my coworkers actually lives in the, uh, in the area that was affected. He's got three feet of raw sewage in his basement. Oh, it's and, horrifying. Uh, That's good for the basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and unfortunately, the, the city is not doing a whole lot right now to, to pitch in to, to clean it up because they're trying to, it's all a, a finger-pointing game right now. Everybody's pointing fingers and blaming everybody. Right. Now, when the uh, when, when the what, the deep blue horizon or whatever the, the, the drilling platform happened, um, everybody began immediately caterwauling at BP to do something. And, you know, the, the bad, bad corporation that made money uh, that had a disaster was, you know, was terrible. But see what happened when the, when the government does it? There's nobody to hold accountable. There's going to be nobody to sue. There's not going to be any kind of real recompense when it comes to mm-hmm. the damages. I mean, you know, your insurance company is going to pay for this or his insurance company. Well, not, that's, well that's the thing is that because it's, 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 it's flooding and sewage backup, a lot of insurance policies don't necessarily cover the flooding. And if you're one of those people who didn't put that um, sewage backup rider on your house insurance, then you're not getting covered either. So there's a lot of people who are going to be left holding the bag on this one. Yeah, I mean it's going to be terrible. I hope that the city, uh, you know, kicks in some money to help them out, but I, I don't hold, you well, know, I don't hold much hope. At this point, right now, they've um, they've declared the city uh, a disaster area, and the reason why they've done that is because um, it, we have three levels of government. Um, the the municipal government has figured out that in order to receive funding from the federal government, um, the damages need to exceed thirteen million dollars. And from what I've heard from people who live in the area, is they're being told by police officers, they're being told by. Um, by inspectors not to go into their houses, not to start the cleanup efforts, because they need to have some bureaucrat come here to take a look at the damages and make an assessment, decide whether or not it hits that $13 million plateau before <laughs> money starts to come in from the federal government. Mm. And it's, a, wow. like I said, it's a big finger-pointing game right now. The, the city basically laid off, um, laid off workers who watched the sewage treatment plant at night, and they installed an alarm system and a camera. But, of course, when the rain started, the power went out, the alarm system and the camera stopped working, and therefore, the sewage plant flooded, and all these people are affected by the, the backup in their houses. And, if we'd uh, only yeah. had some more union workers in there, everything would have been fine. Yeah, but the, the, the other sad part is that um, we have our provincial government, and the provincial government's not helping either. And in fact, um, uh, uh, about a month ago, there was a small town in Ontario that was, that was also experienced flooding. And the next day, our premier, which is the same as the governor of a state, put out a statement saying, you know, our hearts and prayers are with the people and blah, blah, blah. It's been over a week now, and our premier has made no statement, no effort to ex- express condolences or anything like that. And I, I think it's because we need to start looking at secession here in northern Ontario. Our, uh, our provincial capital is more than a 1,000 miles away. And I mean, in perspective, that's like if, if you guys in Keene, if your state capital was Chicago, and you look at it that way, they just have no concern for us whatsoever. I bet. <laughs> Jeez. God. 
Well, you know, yeah, they're doing so. their best. I mean, they're the government. They're there to help you. Just be patient and let that raw crap sit in your basement until their inspector comes around with his official inspecting form and can fill out the paperwork and then send it into the government high-level bureaucracy, and they will make a move as swiftly as they possibly can to get the aid and the assistance there that you need. You just aren't, you just aren't loyal enough, citizen. I'm surprised exactly. that... That they don't like declare this a health, you know, a serious health issue, and like force oh, people well, out of their homes. Well, the houses have been condemned because of this, um, but at the same time, they're they're not really pitching in to to do anything about it because they're they're waiting for the bureaucrats, they're waiting for the inspectors to show up from the provincial government, and the federal government to assess all of this stuff. So they're just they're just blaming. Like I said, they're pointing their fingers. They're saying it's not our fault. It's the camera's fault. It's the alarm system's fault. And, mm. We have to wait and see, and and there's a class action lawsuit that people have been talking about. But we know how how, how long those things right. take. And you go go ahead and file a lawsuit in the government's own courts against the government. That and always works. A out. class action suit. By the time that thing's done, the the sewage will have hardened into the new floor in your basement. I mean, that's that's yeah. how long it'll take. Well, what what I wanted to do is I just uh, just in closing, um, I've been listening to you guys for the last eight months. I'm I'm big on the whole liberty movement, and I've been talking to lots of people around here about it, and they all think I'm crazy, but. Uh, when I share this podcast after, I hope everybody that uh, listens to it here inside today will realize that it's, it's time for us to wake up and realize that we can be self-sustainable and don't need to rely on these bureaucrats who are thousands of miles away from us to, to finally get off their butts and, and pitch in when we need it. Yeah, that's really ridiculous is to have your, your provincial capital a thousand miles away. I mean, where that, that doesn't happen anywhere in the United States except perhaps Alaska. Thunder Bay yeah. is the largest city in Canada that's furthest from its, its, its own provincial capital. We're, we're 120,000 people, but we're treated like we live in the backwoods because the, the fat cats in Toronto don't really care about us. Yeah, I can't imagine the why they just don't draw another line on a map for you. Well, I wish it was that easy, but uh, someday. They're not going to do anything for you. Place. They don't care about you. Hey, uh, thanks, Richard, for that story. It sounds absolutely horrifying. Uh, and please feel free to uh, keep us in the loop with what transpires. When did this uh, flooding go down? It happened last Saturday. If you guys Google it or if anybody's listening they want to check it out, just Google Thunder Bay Flood. Mm. Um, there's tbnewswatch.com as our local uh, news source, and you'll find out all about it. Thanks for the call, and good luck. I appreciate Thanks, hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. But just imagine how bad it would be without the government. <laughs> I mean, what, how much worse could it be? I don't know. You've got this. <laughs> you've got, you've got this monopoly in your basement, right? You've got this monopoly on sewage, and everybody has to use it, whether they like it or not. That's generally how it goes. Typically, I, mean, I, yeah, I don't in know the city, speci- yeah. I don't know the specifics as uh, how things are in Thunder Bay, but generally that's the case. Almost ninety-nine, you know, times out of a hundred, it's a monopoly, and mm. you have to use theirs. You can't even. In a lot of cases, you can't even have your own septic tank if right. you want to have it in your own home. Not in a city, but nobody can compete, and generally nobody wants to compete because the uh, there, there's a subsidized. So when you have a monopoly, you get terrible service. Hello. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here. Still to come, more on the zombie attack, but your calls come first. Bring up anything that's on your mind. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. Tired of that same old government-free baklava from Mandrick? How about trying Stateless Sweets government-free fudge and caramel? Stateless Sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home. 
order them as a gift, a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself, or catered for your next event. Go to statelesssweets.com. That's statelesssweets.com. Take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. The SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there. We've got lots of stuff, including our mobile site, mazinmobile.freetalklive.com. We'll take you there. You can get quick access to our live streams as well as the software that you'll need for your phone to tune into them. So go to m freetalklive.com and if you're somebody who operates a website or blog of some sort and you've been thinking about adding a forum to your site or maybe replacing the existing forum that you have because you want to protect the privacy of your users plainboards.com offers free to use anonymous message boards to anybody who wants one you don't even have to be a webmaster you can just go to plainboards.com p-l-a-i-n boards plainboards.com and just sign up for a board. And when I say sign up, I just mean type in the name of the board that you want and go. You don't have to go and create an account. You don't. You have said to, it takes seconds, literally. And then you get a link, and you can either you know link to that on your website or post it someplace. And that's right. You've got a message board. It's that for your easy. Website. There's no installation process. You don't have to download anything. You don't have to ID yourself. It's just free, and it's there for you. Plainboards.com. As we continue with your calls, still to come, more on the zombie cannibal story out of Miami. Was it drug-related? Uh, we'll come back with that here in moments, especially with the bath salts uh, situation. First, Aaron is with us in Springfield, Illinois. Aaron, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you. Forkfest, uh, are you guys not afraid that the state's going to show up and just shut you all down kind of summarily? Nope. Really? Oh man, if that if that if anything like Porkfest happened here in the People's Republic of Illinois, the state would be there shutting every unlicensed vendor down, uh, taking them probably to jail, trying to screw them out of back taxes for the previous year's take. It's ridiculous. And then apparently that uh, FBI agent who's been tooling around Keen, he was asking about Porkfest too. Was he? Uh, yeah, that was on uh, freekeen.com. He was uh, he was apparently he told one of your activists, I'm not sure who it was, but. He told this activist that, well, I had heard that a nine-year-old kid was selling beer. Do you know anything about that? I heard that, too. But, of course, anybody who heard that who uh, read the NPR article about the Porcupine Freedom Festival last year, um, there is probably not going to be open alcohol sales at Porkfest because the organizers have requested that folks not do that this year due to the fact that the camp's owner has kind of been freaked out by agents of the state who have come and threatened him with pulling his liquor license or rather his beer and and wine uh, sales permit and so he doesn't want that to happen so he's asked that that not go on Uh, but there have there have been no restrictions on or any fear surrounding people just cooking stuff for other folks and and serving that up of course this is new hampshire where there is no state sales tax so that's not you know they don't have revenue tax revenue agents that can go around and bust people for that like you might find at a local flea market there in illinois Also, this particular location is way up there in the middle of nowhere in this teeny little town. So, I mean, that probably helps. Oh, the town. I mean, it is. It's a not town. in Concord. 
Right. No, it's not the it's not in the heart of the population centers in New Hampshire. That's for sure. But the town isn't. You know, I mean, it's a it's a town with probably eight or nine thousand people in it. So it's not as small as it as it could be. I mean, for for New Hampshire size, eight or nine thousand. You know, it's not bad. It's mid mid size for towns <laughs> for New uh, Hampshire around here. Uh, they, they have their own police department. And uh, please, towns with towns with two hundred people Surrey and then have their own police, police department. department. But there's no there's no doubt that uh, that in a lot of places this just wouldn't fly. And I think that one of the reasons why it has gone so well is that essentially it was just a camping festival in the beginning. the The unlicensed food sales didn't really get big until the last couple years, two or three years at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Was that going on when you were there, Julia? Because it's been a couple of years since you. I haven't been since two thousand nine. And I don't think there was food. Um, there may have been like a per- one person, you yeah. know what I mean, saying like, I'll serve you breakfast, come to my tent. Right. But that's it. But no actual stations where people could go to and, no. and buy things. Uh, so I think that what happened was they just kind of sprung up. And I mean, if the government doesn't know about it, then they don't know about it. Uh, and that's that. And so it probably went by the first year. Nothing really uh, went down. You know, the second year, maybe the word might have gotten to the bureaucrats. But they also know that it, when they come, uh, you know, when they come there, that, that they're going to be surrounded by cameras and people yeah. that are upset with them. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's not going to be the prettiest scene. For well, right. Them. Normally, when you're, you're dealing with this, uh, no Aaron, one's going to welcome them with flowers. Right. Like you said, you know, why aren't people scared of this? Well, first of all, I think the activists, just by their nature, are more courageous. So that's probably one factor. But also when you're dealing with a, uh, let's say, like a traveling circus or a fair of some sort that uh, that's going from different, uh, you know, different uh, state fairground to state fairground. Usually uh, in those areas, those vendors are signing agreements saying that they'll agree to. Uh, pay or they'll agree to pay whatever sales tax there is in the state. They'll agree to abide by the laws. So, for instance, uh, freekeen.com, we're negotiating a table for uh, like a vendor table at the local county fair. And there's a, you know, a three page long agreement with a rider. And, you know, you've got to have an insurance policy. And, you know, there's a there's a lengthy uh process to go through to get to one of those events so usually the people that are going to go to those are far more obedient just from the get-go than folks that are just literally setting up shop on a campsite at a campground so i think there's there's a number of factors going into why this goes on why people are so brazen uh i think that you know people being brazen together helps with others being brazen, you know, when, when others are courageous, when others are showing courage, it inspires courage in others. Whereas if you are the lone vendor at, say, the county fair and you've decided you're going to make a stand about the sales tax or, you know, vending permits or whatever it is that the issue is that the government's going to have with you, then you're going to be easy to pick off because the state revenue agents are going to go from uh, they're going to go from place to place at the fair and they're going to ask you to see your permit. Well, let me let's make sure you got your sales permit here. Let's just uh, see it. Oh, yep, you look good. Moving on. And they're just going to go from one one to another and everybody's going to have their permit because most people are obedient and then you would be the one guy who dared to sell food without the uh, the permit and they're going to shut you down. And all the other vendors are going to say to themselves, well, that's what you get when you don't uh, fill out the paperwork. So it's like a completely different scenario from uh, from get uh, from the get go. Well, Porkfest sounds like a blast. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it this summer, but I hope to see you there next summer. It sounds like a lot of fun. Fantastic. Look forward to it, Aaron. Anything else on your mind tonight? Yeah, uh, do me a solid. Next summer, schedule Porkfest about four days later. So afterwards, I can go up to Montreal for the Jazz Festival afterwards without having to kill four days. <laughs> 
Well, I'll, I don't decide these things. <laughs> no, we got nothing to do with that, buddy. You're certainly <laughs> welcome to place your comments in the Porkfest organizers, Aaron. Thanks for the call. I appreciate right, hearing you. from you. You can go to porkfest.com to learn more about the event, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Uh, you can get registered. It's still not too late, even though we are two weeks away from People the are getting very excited. Event. I mean, this is... Uh, in, two and a half. Right? No, it's two weeks. It's starting on the 18th. And this is, uh, what, one of the biggest liberty-oriented uh, festivals of the year. It's probably the most From the fun. Whole, about the whole, around the whole world? You around mean? the like, yeah, globe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's coming up. Two weeks from tonight, we're going to be broadcasting live at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So look forward to seeing those of you who can make it there. And, and you know, even if you can make it just for the weekend, you don't want to miss it. It's, a, it's an all-week-long affair. It's going from June 18th through the 24th. Uh, it's... It's great any night you can come up. Heck, even if you can just come up from uh, you know Tuesday through Thursday, you're going to have a good time because there are going to be hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all hanging out. Many of them will be doing camping-related things like campfires and you know chilling on campsites. And of course, there are other things happening like uh, there's going to be karaoke contest. There's going to be the pork fest. Is it, what is it? Soapbox Idol, I think they call it, where yes. people get up and rant on stage, and then uh, one rant is chosen as the winner. At the end, there will be uh, musical performances. There will be comedy. Lots of them. Yes. There will be family fun events. Uh, there will be daytime games and activities for people that aren't just necessarily families, like teenagers and other folks. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff that will be happening at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You can get a taste for it uh, by going to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. And really, I think one of the best developments about the Porcupine Freedom Festival are all the vendors, people that just come and set up shop and sell everything from, from fresh food uh, that's cooked to order. All, all the way to, you know, trinkets and T-shirts and stuff like that. So it's a nice variety of, uh, of things that are available there. And no one has begged governmental permission to do it. Thus far, the government people have yet to make a single arrest at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed and hope that uh, that trend continues. If they do, boy, is it going to be a scene. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. Take control. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel. The printing press. The Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. You bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Go to freetalklive.com, and you can actually control the content of the website. And if you enjoy the site, the fact that we give it to you free, unlike those other talk show hosts in the business, want to charge you five, six, seven, eight bucks a month, well, we do it free. But if you'd like, you can support the show. We have different ways for you to do that. One of them is by shopping with us. You can go to shop.freetalklive.com. And you're probably going to do shopping online anyway because, well, it's convenient. And the prices are generally better than you can get at local big box stores and uh, other retailers. 
So you're probably going to shop through Amazon just because they're ubiquitous and they've got some great deals and a huge selection. So if you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you can do all of those things. You can actually shop through Amazon and help Free Talk Live at the same time. So you get the same great Amazon deals and discounts and free super saver shipping and huge selection and customer service that you're used to. In fact, Mark, you were asking me the other day about a return process on Amazon, something you apparently have never had to go through before. No. Uh, which is, a, that's a good thing. It's, uh, it's Well, oftentimes the, the prices are so low that if something isn't perfect, um, you know, well, you know, why sit it back? And uh, Why spend the time, money, and yeah, effort? Well, to, I, I don't know the, even how much money it is. It's just the time. Yeah, because sometimes it's it's free to actually send stuff back. And I don't know, how far did you get in your process of looking into that? Uh, I didn't look into it. You didn't do it? Man, okay. I've got to admit I'm lazy when it comes to online stuff i've done it before i've gone through amazon customer service and of course with amazon um if you're buying from amazon proper the actual amazon warehouse retailer then uh they're really good uh, customer service like uh, in a lot of cases uh, you're gonna get they're gonna pay for the shipping back uh as i understand it it's been a little while since i've done it but i, I was, know they send you a label that's yeah, pretty they good send you a label you pop that on a box and then send the sucker back and then they send you the replacement it's really a simple process and they do a good job with it now they do have third-party sellers at amazon and i imagine they have different uh provisions on what the return process is so for instance if you are somebody who's selling a dvd on amazon obviously you probably aren't going to offer free shipping back that sort of thing uh so there's different policies but either way i've been pretty satisfied with the few returns i've ever had to make to amazon so it's the same amazon experience you're used to you're just entering through free talk live's affiliate link at shop.freetalklive.com which will result in free talk live getting a portion of the purchase price so you get the stuff you're looking for great amazon prices and you help free talk live shop.freetalklive.com now we started the program out here tonight uh, with a discussion bringing you the story about the zombie case. We kind of touched on it briefly in the last week, just as a general, oh, here's all the zombie cases that, uh, that people are, are talking about. And people are talking about it, and it's kind of a, it's kind of a joke, I guess, uh, even though we're talking about some really sick, uh, just bizarre, horrifying scenarios. People have turned it into this meme of the zombie apocalypse. And what started it all is the case out of Miami where a man was gnawing the face off of another man and what one police source called the most gruesome thing he had ever seen. According to the police, uh, one of the police spokespersons, this is from the Fraternal Order of Police, Armando Aguiar, he says that we have seen already three or four cases that are exactly like this, where some people have admitted taking LSD and it's no different from cocaine psychosis. In the cases Aguiar mentioned, he said the people have all taken their clothing off have been extremely violent with what uh, seems to be superhuman strength. Sounds like meth. If it were going to be a drug. Or PCP. What about PCP? Um, you know, I have actually looked into PCP a little bit, and I really like to learn about drugs. I think it's interesting as far as what mm-hmm. they do to your brain chemistry. And my understanding about PCP is there is a lot of misinformation about what PCP does and is. Okay. Um, for example, my knowledge of or what I thought PCP was just based on everything I'd heard in my life. Uh, I heard it was a really big hallucinogen. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that I've heard that it makes you violent and uh, aggressive and stuff like that. Sure. I mean, you, you basically, you've heard the stories of people being in McDonald's parking lots swatting cops with cars on PCP. Right. <laughs> um, jumping in front of trains, things right. like that. So Pulling it's my off understanding bumper with that, their teeth. Yeah. It's my understanding that PCP is actually a disassociative, like ketamine. Okay. Um, and that, I don't know what like, that means either. Well, it, it basically means that... Uh, disconnecting from yourself, right. essentially. Uh, ketamine is... And basically, it kind of takes you into the state of conscious before before you would be knocked unconscious, maybe. Okay. Like, so you're, you're there, you're awake, but you're not awake, that kind of thing. Um, so PCP is actually a disassociative, and it... My understanding is that if you take peace to a lot of PCP, you can't even stand up. Like... It will. It's. It's kind of like. But if you don't take a lot, then couldn't you get to the point of the kind of the classic PCP example of uh, you know taking bullet wounds or knife wounds I'm and not, not really no. realize the se- severity of the situation and like continue fighting? Perhaps, but I think that a lot of the stories out there of PCP are greatly exaggerated and. You know, it's it's a drug that isn't very popular anymore. Well, so I mean, you can hear this guy saying that uh, LSD uh, makes cocaine psychosis. I mean, you can see that there's a lot of uh, sort of misinformation right. that goes around, and it could very well be that essentially what you have is a, just a person with mental health issues in the parking right. lot of a, a McDonald's, and and certainly they do tend to self medicate. But I, you know, it's it's hard for the average person to know. You have people who are ignorant reporting the news on this subject, so then the ignorance breeds. Well, you've got ignorance within the police department, and then the news media just parrots whatever it is they say. They don't go to you know a self-styled expert on uh, illegal drugs. They figure the police are experts on the illegal drugs, so they just that's, take what, right. they that's say what the police want you to believe. Right. Let let's be clear, LSD, cocaine psychosis, nothing alike. Have you ever seen someone on a cocaine psychosis? I have not. Um, it it well, oh, I've only seen it once, and it was um, the person was screaming in in the streets, basically, and wailing around and freaking out. Essentially, is they what had the it devil was. in them. I've never seen that on LSD. I'm not saying it's not possible, but um, you know, they were very aggressive and. Because cocaine can bring out some aggressive tendencies for well, sure. It's a stimulant, right? Yes. So, I mean, we're talking about two completely right. different types so of I drugs. So I just want to be clear on that for anyone who actually thinks that any sort of cocaine is like LSD. It, it's not anything like it at all. Now, I don't know. Has it actually been confirmed that this um, murderer, this cannibal, was actually on bath salts? I haven't heard that at all. There's been a lot of bath salts have been mentioned uh, there around There have been the... a lot of discussion about bath salts in this case, but... Has I that haven't actually seen, been confirmed? I haven't seen any any evidence of lab results saying that there was anything in his system. The officer from the Fraternal Order of Police in Miami says, Extremely strong. I took care of a 150-pound individual who you would have thought he was 250 pounds. It took six security officers to restrain the individual. Doc- emergency room doctor Paul Adams agreed with Aguiar, saying that similar cases have showed up in the ER. Now, here's another person who is, again... While he's a doctor, doesn't mean he's an expert on drug use. My experience with doctors and drugs is that they don't know anything. Right. This guy's an emergency room doctor, so he's probably used to people's legs falling off and, uh, you know, knife wounds and dealing with things, uh, all manner of different uh, episodes. Maybe not the ins and outs of uh, how drugs affect uh, Well, we went to that. We were laughing earlier about Ian's psychosis. 
So this happened to us, so we don't need to rehash the whole story, but uh, the short version of it is when we went to the hospital and the doctors came to me and wanted me to tell them what drugs we were on, I said MDMA was, I listed all of the drugs that we had done and I said MDMA and the doctor said, you know, I don't know what that is. And, you know, MDMA is the scientific name for ecstasy. So, so then this guy proceeds to tell me not to do it and stuff. Someone who doesn't even know the real name of the chemical is telling me not to do it. But, He's going to give you a lecture. Right, exactly. So when he gave you the little report, like you got a little report about what happened, mm-hmm. and I kept it because it was really funny. Um, th- like he tells the story of me telling him what drugs you were on, and he puts it in quotes like, so she claims that they were on some sort of MVMA, which isn't even what it is. So he didn't even get it right. No, no, he didn't even, he had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. So, so take it with a grain of salt when you hear the police or doctors <laughs> Uh, saying they know something about uh, these drugs, because clearly they don't necessarily. But here's what this doctor had to say, saying he agreed with the police officer, said similar cases have showed up in the ER. We noticed an increase, possibly, or says probably after Ultra Fest, which is, which is a music festival that happens in Miami. It used to be an electronic music festival, and uh, it's kind of expanded. It still is, but it's really like pop electronic now. Well, Madonna was there this year, and she uh, made some statement on stage about MDMA uh, to the crowd, to much applause, apparently. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-FREE. And then the doctor makes this statement. He says the new LSD is commonly called bath salts. That's hilarious. And we'll get into that here. <laughs> Dig in and see exactly what that means. Now, that's not an exact quote. It's what the article Bath salts are the new black. Is. There's more coming up. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. C-Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the C-Crane company. Get your Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI tool. Free line, you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. The features there we give to you. So head over to freetalklive.com, get interactive. You can control the content of the website by submitting things to it. You find something online that you think is interesting, submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com. It will be voted upon and the most voted up. Make it to the front page in the top of the site. So head over, get interactive, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Julia. And Mark. We're discussing the Miami zombie case, as it's been called, Cannibal, uh, the guy that was eating the face off of another man. The victim is alive, but the man who was doing the eating has been shot to death uh, by the police in that particular case, which... It's a shame that the police uh, had, they felt they had to shoot this man to death. I mean, you would think that they could shoot him in a way that would disable him from being able to eat someone's I mean, face. They carry tasers, right? I mean, I, I imagine that's a shocking circumstance. Maybe that's what overcame the officer. I don't know. But, I, you know, I mean, really? He seems occupied. The guy is occupied eating another man's face who apparently was still somewhat conscious. Yeah. So I, you know, taser? 
So, and it would have been interesting to see what this man would say later on. Like, what is his, who is this guy? You know, what's his story? And it would have been interesting, but that's not going to happen. He's dead. Uh, But there's some analysis going on here in a CBS News report out of Miami uh, uh, by experts, people that know. A police officer for the Fraternal Order of Police saying that uh, that essentially that this is an LS this could have been LSD. People says we've seen cases exactly like this where people have admitted taking LSD and it's no different than cocaine psychosis. People have taken their clothing off, been extremely violent with what seemed to be superhuman strength, even using their jaws as weapons. Uh, the officer says, "I took care of a 150-pound individual who you thought was 250 pounds, etc., etc." And uh, then the doctor in the case uh, agrees with the cop, saying that uh, he believes that this was bath salts. And he says, he puts it this way, he says the new LSD, by the way, this isn't a, I shouldn't completely attribute this to the doctor. This is the interpretation of what the doctor told CBS News. So it's a CBS reporter or editor saying that the doctor claimed that the new LSD is commonly called bath salts. Now, this is like the ultimate dumbed-down statement. Like, this is so mass-market. Just let's let's try to explain to people what this is. It's like saying the new cocaine is heroin. Right. I mean, because these are two entirely different drugs. Okay, one was popular once. The other's popular now. They and, have different effects. And here's another thing for you. Bath salts, that's plural for a reason. There are different products being marketed as bath salts out there. So, If you want to see what some of these things are, if you go to ecstasy, this is for the listeners, if you go to ecstasydata.org, this is a, uh, an organization that tests pills for people. And they test all over the world, primarily the United States, but they get some uh, pills from uh, Spain and places like that. And they basically are a DEA licensed lab and they will tell you uh, what is in this stuff. Uh, So they actually got a bunch of these bath salts and they list like a whole variety of them and they list some of the chemicals in them. So I'm going to pull them up so I can just read some of the random names of these drugs you've never heard of. Well, there's uh, methalone, right? Yes, that's, that's the methalone and methadrone are the most popular ones. How about uh, MDPV, mm-hmm. methylene dioxypropyl pyrovalerone, or something like that? These are drugs that, as I understand it, are designed to ape some of the uh, popular illegal drugs out there, like MDMA or right. cocaine or methamphetamine, for right. instance. Is it? Is, here's some other ones: MDPBP, PMMA. Uh, that was two of them or one? That's two. Okay. JWH-81. That's the pot one. This is a, this there are is several a... JWHs. Uh, there's JWH-12, JWH-15. There's different, uh, there's a different chemical configurations. Right. And they're are... intended to mimic different drugs. So they have right. completely different effects from each other. Right. So bath salts is this, is, is bath salts is. It's a category. Drugs. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially that's what it means. It's it's just it's such designer an, drugs. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're d- designer drugs. That's exactly yeah. right. So th- I mean, there's more. They're just so a letters, say, basically. So to, to it's make, alphabet soup drugs. Right. But so to make the statement, the new LSD is bath salts. It's just. I mean, right on its face, it's an incorrect statement because you're you're taking one drug LSD and likening it to 
10 like drugs. 20 drugs, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And as I understand it, there are no bath salts that are being marketed as a replacement for LSD. Like these chemicals you're mentioning. Why would you? I mean, LSD is a relatively cheap drug. So, you know, bath well, salts aren't going mean, to make their money out of, off of that. They're going to make much more money marketing themselves as alternatives to marijuana and other things. Ecstasy. Well, I, I would presume if somebody wanted to market an alternative to LSD, they could. It's not about the price, Mark. It's about the availability. Uh, so bath salts are much more widely... You can go and get bath salts at your local corner store, so, but you can't exactly just go out on the street and pick up some LSD. It's a lot harder to, to come across that. But I wouldn't the point know. I, the point I was making is that... You know, MDMA is being aped by methylone, is being aped by uh, mephedrone. Uh, there, the, the, these these bath salts. There are certain ones that are supposed to be ripping off the original illegal drug. But I don't think I've ever heard of a bath salt that has intended to rip off LSD. I Have haven't. You? I haven't. No. So it's not even. They're not even trying to uh, to ape LSD. It's it's a, such a powerful substance. LSD is compared to these other uh, drugs. Like as far as the amount that you need to dose on LSD, very very small. What is it? Yeah, micrograms. Would, it's micrograms. I would venture to say that LSD is a very unique drug. Yeah. So and- it's just completely unfair what this uh, the doctor in this case, an emergency room doctor is saying. just It's just dumbed down. Okay, parents, beware. It's the new LSD. It's bath salts. Well, no, bath salts is like 20 different things, and you need to know more than that. Yeah. You were, I thought you were going to say something, but... I, I, I was, but I, I don't remember. All right, so 855-450-FREE. Let's continue here with the piece from CBS News, just completely misinformed, uh, just a total piece of misinformation, because if you think about it, this is CBS, right? The people are going to look at this at CBS oh. News. I remember what I wanted to say. I just wanted to make this clarification because I actually heard people saying this today at work. Bath salts is the name that that they were basically put on the package so that they could sell these before they were made illegal in a corner store. Are they illegal now? Um, I know that they're pushing to do they're it pushing. in Washington. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't think they are quite yet. I know a lot of states mm-hmm. have cut have. Uh, cracked down but how do they crack down i mean you can't outlaw these things because somebody can just change the formulation maybe there they are just, there you're are, not allowed to sell anything that's a drug called bath salts maybe well what it might end up being is they'll maybe ban like wild cards essentially like for instance when you are doing computing uh, if you use an asterisk when you search for something it'll mm-hmm. find like so if i wanted to find mark edge and mark edge in the your full name i could put mark edge and then an asterisk after it and it might like find everything that starts with edge that sort of thing wild card is it's called Called in searches, so they may have some sort of wild card ban, like JWH asterisk. Anything with JWH in front of it, you know, is is banned. Uh, so there may be some way for them to do this, but that that would be a good question for the the research chemical guy that uh, called the show one night to talk about this, because that was his claim was that he didn't care if they banned uh, JWH eighteen, he'll just stock JWH twenty five or whatever, you know, whatever the next tweak is on that chemical configuration. Well, I know that there are analog laws in a lot of states. Um, where basically if if it could be considered an analog of a drug, so like MDMA, for example, um, methylone is actually BK MDMA, so that's an analog of MDMA, and so that could be illegal just because it's an analog. Like, I, I actually one time got these these pills years ago, and uh, they're, they were fake ecstasy pills. I sent them into ecstasy data and got them analyzed, and... I joked that these pills were actually legal, like the chemicals that were in them. Like caffeine. Yeah, it was caffeine and TFMPP. Now, TFMPP was illegal, but 
uh, they never renewed it. So it's technically not illegal exactly. Hmm. But I guarantee you, if I got, they had like a certain ban. Mark's giving me weird looks. Oh, they I just don't like know a, what it yeah, is. TFMPP, I'm it's a piperazine. It's a nasty drug. I highly recommend staying away from it forever. Okay. But uh, we joked about how these pills are technically legal. Like, I could walk around with these, but I guarantee you, if I got caught with them, I would absolutely be arrested for possession of ecstasy. Mm. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, more on the way here about the misinformation. Plus, you know, it's also, in these conversations, important to talk about uh, safety and harm reduction. We haven't really touched on that yet. I think it's always important to bring that up. Uh, 855-453. Don't want to make it seem like we're just advocating people go out and get a bunch of drugs. Absolutely, that's not the case. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Are you excited about Flaming Freedom's bigger, gayer dance party at this year's Pork Fest? Oh, yeah. Well, you should be. There's going to be hopping dance music and a giant tent full of liberty lovers getting their gay on. By gay? Do you mean happy? Oh, uh, d- sure, Claire. Super Gay Dre is bringing his elite team of drag queens led by Thea Lincia. There's going to be raffles for all kinds of prizes, as well as prizes for gayest costume, best drag queen, and best drag king. So get your ticket now for the insanely cheap price of just $5 at flamingfreedom.com slash dance party. is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that you'll find there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. We have a lot of features on our site. They include the bulletin board system where you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Head over to bbs.freetalklive.com to do that. It's totally free, of course. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Uh, Ian, tell me about the uh, the new Wi-Fi and um, radio that you've uh, been been testing out. You mean the CC uh, Wi-Fi Internet radio? That's right. It's uh, it's great. I've been enjoying it. Uh, we've got it in the, uh, the staff kitchen here at LRN.FM, and uh, generally it's on at all times, so you can kind of hear what's going on. Using it essentially as a studio monitor in, in a different room. It's convenient. Um, it's that's it's good for me for that purpose. But uh, also, if I want to tune into uh, anything from electronic music to heavy metal, I mean, they've got so many different categories. Literally Literally 18,000 choices, uh, including Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 Tune. They're all available, and it costs you nothing above the cost of the radio. There's no subscriptions involved in this. It's just that uh, you go set up the channels that you want to listen to and then tune into them. It's that it's that simple. Uh, of course, see Crane Company. It's a lot easier to use it than using, you know, necessarily a lap or top or something like that, and um, you know, t- takes that kind of it's functionality out too. Well, right. It's not. It's. I mean, essentially, you're talking about a little computer in a box, right? Uh, but it only does one thing, so you don't have to worry about a blue screen of death or any of the other things you might that might come along with using a Windows machine or Macintosh or something like that. Uh, so it it just it simplifies the process, and uh, of course, you can go to ccrane.com to look at it and then order one because. Sea Crane, they make some darn good products. I mean, you want to talk about the best audio listening products in the world, not just uh, their CC Wi-Fi internet radio, but Mark, you've been uh, tooling around with their CC Radio 2 uh, as well. I'm very impressed with it. Which is more of a, a classic actual radio. Like the CC Wi-Fi internet radio does not get radio waves. It's only an internet uh, radio. I guess technically it does because it's Wi-Fi, but uh, as far as like broadcast radio, you can't get that on this. But you can listen to your favorite broadcast 
radio station via their internet stream. Chances are very good that if you have some favorite radio station from whatever town you're from, that you can listen to that station wherever you are. Yeah, as long so, as they've got a stream, it's probably on the CC Wi-Fi. So if you live in Seattle now, but you're from Tampa, you can tune in 98 Rock and listen to that if that's what you want to listen to. There you go. Ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E dot com to get yours. As we continue here, uh, let's go to the phones to uh, your thoughts. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. And then more about bath salts on the way here. Nick is listening in St. Louis. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello, Nick. Hey, guys. Hey. I love your show. Thanks. Go ahead and, with your thoughts. Hey, I have uh, an idea. Um, I was thinking maybe you could have an award show like at the end of the year and put on the best calls in different categories you know, kind of give them some sort of award, you know, verbal award or whatever for, like, uh, best rant or, uh, you know, like that one guy that called in uh, that was acting like he was a Cobra. The Cobra Mm -hmm. Commander. commander. Uh, You know, it's it's a great idea, but um, the one, the the big secret about Free Talk Live is it's essentially a business with two people. It's not a secret. Ian and I do this on our own, and I spend all day making telephone calls to uh, advertisers to get them to advertise on the show. I was spending all day making phone calls to radio stations to try to get them to take the show. As a result, we don't have uh, some, you know, some little tech mole in Quantico uh, with the time to go through. Yes, it'd be great if we could, uh, you know, assign one of our many uh, talented and well-paid producers to that task, but unfortunately... We don't have... We have plenty uh, of t- talented producers. They're just not well-paid. <laughs> we, we don't have any paid producers, actually, on this program. So, uh, you know, here's what I would suggest. Nick, you should have your own Free Talk Live Awards uh, ceremony where you can hand out... Uh, <laughs> oh, send them to us, and then we'll, you know, we'll take a look and see if we like it. <laughs> well, th- we did just have a guy uh, call recently. He was like, oh, you guys should have a YouTube presence. Like, well, that's a great idea. You should do it. And he did. He went and he created a Free Talk Live YouTube channel, and and has been uploading all the Free Talk Live promos. If he uh, gets to that a bunch channel. of traffic, it's going to get Google ads. If it gets Google ads, he's going to make money doing it. I think that'd be great. I mean, if you can make money somehow off of uh, promoting our show, that's that doesn't bother me any. So, uh, you know, may- maybe make up your own little vignette or whatever, and then uh, you know, release it at the end of the year. Put it up over at the uh, the Free Talk Live BBS and put it up as a story on freetalklive.com and you know, make it available to the public on YouTube. Who knows? Email it to me. Yeah. All right. Uh, in my copious amounts of free time, I'll try and do that. That's right. <laughs> now you know how we. There feel. you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, anything else All on right, your mind? Thanks, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you. Right, and 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 you know, I. I I endeavor to get up at eight twenty uh, every morning. Yeah, and uh, you know, you. I don't endeavor hard enough. Uh, that, yeah, well, I've got a I've got a four year old, and he really really helps. Yeah, and I make I that's what my day spent doing is those things. You know, certainly there's an errand here and there that needs to get done, but I spend my time making telephone calls to radio stations. You know that I uh, no, you eat. You call excuse me uh, to call advertisers, advertisers and, potential advertisers, and, and then you know I eat dinner. I come over here. I do the radio program. Do it I'm all off again at 10. the next day. Yeah. So I've got a 14-hour day. I just uh, – if if I knew how to do whatever it was that – and I'm yeah. sure I could be taught. You are d- doing something, though, by the way. I think – can we talk about this, Mark, what, what you're working on with uh, the Edgington Post? Can we sure. talk about – because, like, you're going to do this, right? Like, it's, Yeah. I, if we talk about it, you're going to have to do it. Putting it together, yes. Okay. So what do you – would you want, to ex- you want me to explain it? I think you probably uh, – you know, I'm, I, I'm taking – the Edgington Post is an interview series that I do after the podcast. So if you want to hear interviews with interesting people, the podcast – Not every night, though. I'm, you know. 
Two nights a week. Several several nights a week. Um, and I've uh, ramped it up with the intention that I'm going to provide more service for my podcast listeners, because podcast listeners are the soil from which Free Talk Live grows. We've got lots and lots of radio listeners with more than 100 stations, and they're great. I'm not going to downplay radio stations or the radio listeners in any way, shape, or form, but podcast listeners are truly the people that care the most about Free Talk Live. They're the choir in the church. And... Uh, you know, what we need is, you know, but more soil in which to grow. And so I'm going to provide as much as possible to the podcast listeners in hopes that they, hey, maybe they're going to share it on their Facebook page or, you know, tweet it on Twitter or something like that. If I provide more, maybe they'll, um, you know, help with, you know, help more by, by spreading the word. And that's my intention. And so I'm going to put this together as sort of its own show, too, because a lot of people want to hear the interviews separately. Well, yeah, so you, we've been tacking them on to the end of the shows, and we'll probably still continue to do that. Uh, but also, because we now have SoundCloud as our host, it makes it so we can store things and distribute them a little bit easier than, uh, than previously. I mean, we probably, the metrics can be kind of tough, but everything else seems to be a lot easier. We probably could have done this before, but you didn't really have the motivation to do it. And then somebody sent an email the other day saying, hey, why don't you do this? Make Edgington Post available as its own podcast and uh, and then also put it up on LRN.fm or whatever. And I thought it was a good idea, and it's something we can easily do now. So, for instance, if you go to the Free Talk Live SoundCloud channel, you'll see that I've been uploading Radio Free Keen News to that channel, which is one of my little side projects that I do. Basically, once every 10 days or so, I'll cut a five-minute news package of what's been going on here in Keen, New Hampshire, and I've been uploading it to SoundCloud. So it's been distributed in our podcast. You know, And if you don't want to listen to it as a podcast listener, just... Don't download that track or just delete it. It's not an, you know, an obtrusive thing. And so the same thing uh, can happen with Edgington Post. We can start putting Edgington Post into our feed on SoundCloud. It'll show up as part of our regular podcast. So like the, the Free Talk Live podcast feed will include Edgington Post, Free Talk Live, and the occasional Radio Free Key News. Uh, but you can also we can also create a pipe, what they call a Yahoo pipe, to basically filter only the Edgington Post into its own podcast. So it's coming for those of you that are big Edgington Post fans to be able to subscribe separately to that coming soon. More coming up, freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Control of the airwaves, toll-free, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And all the features we give to you, including the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. 
And by the way, we were talking about the Edgington Post a moment ago, which is your post show thing that you do sometimes, Mark, where you interview folks and we attach it to the podcast. Uh, We were discussing how that's going to be turned into kind of its own podcast thing at some point down the in the immediate future, I guess. Immediate future, yeah. Uh, you're working on that uh, behind the scenes. But you actually cut an Edgington post today before the show. Who is it that people will be hearing uh, the show today? Uh, Robert Murphy. He is an adjunct fellow with the Mises Institute. I don't know if you guys are, uh, you know, if, if everybody's familiar with it, but it is an Austrian economics organization. And, uh, you know, I asked him some questions. I, I'd basically been caught flat-footed by somebody with, uh, you know, some when, – when you make a statement, you – source that statement. Somebody sourced a statement and I wasn't able to rebut that myself, so I'm going to I'm going to the uh the source and that was, you know, for me, Robert Murphy. Jason Jason Osborne, I asked him initially and he's like, you know, there's probably somebody who's better and he said Robert Murphy. So mm-hmm. I interviewed interviewed Bob today. And, this is a pretty big interview for people in the Liberty movement like Bob Murphy, yeah. pretty big name. Yep. And uh, so that'll be on the Edgington Post tonight on the podcast. It'll be the very end of the podcast version of this show or the archive version of this show over at freetalklive.com. That's right. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, you don't have to sign any contracts or have any terms of service that you've got to abide by. It's a free peer-to-peer software. Um, it, and, and like they say, you know, I mean, you can make it virtually anonymous, your payments to people around the world. You don't have to make any, you know, pay any fees for this. It's not uh, you know, handled by any banking organization or you know, any, under the auspices of any governmental purview. It's just... People spending money on the internet. We can find out more by visiting weusecoins.org. There's a minute and 44 second long video explaining Bitcoins there. Bitcoins are changing the internet. They're going to change the world. You should know about them. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. You can buy your Bitcoins with cash at BitInstant.com. So we've been discussing bath salts on and off throughout the program here tonight. And Julia, you were pretty upset by some misinformation that you heard touted around uh, the workplace and maybe in your personal life about bath salts. And of course, it's completely understandable why people are spouting misinformation. They're being fed misinformation by mainstream media sources, which being fed information or misinformation by the police and doctors who are clueless about bath salts. So we got this CBS News story here that says that uh, the new LSD is bath salts. And so you get a news story like that from an organization that people consider reputable, like CBS News. You probably got morning show hosts across the country who are just ripping and reading that story and going, oh, I'll tell you what, the new athletes like bath salts out there, Johnny boy. And they're just yucking it up and uh, and everybody just thinks it's the truth. They think it's true. I understand that people don't know what they're talking about and I, I understand why, but when I talk about something that I don't know anything about, I would usually preface it with, you know, I heard or I don't really know anything about this particular topic, but, you know, like it bothers me that people state this stuff as fact when they don't know anything about drugs at all. They know how to drink at night. It's irritating to me. Mm. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I, I think that I wonder if people make the had preface the statements whether it really matter. Just because when you make statements, when you try to preface them on this show, I, I mean, how often have we made prefaced statements or just read something and then somebody will call in and say, you guys said such and such. They heard something entirely different than what we said. I remember I get- on Saturday night, some woman called in and said that we 
uh, I can't remember said said that uh, public employees were stealing when we had made we had spent a minute explaining that we didn't believe that public employees were stealing. I mean, really, you know, I mean, she heard the opposite of what we said, let alone a preface. I, I guess for me, if it's a subject that I don't know anything about, I would, you know, I'm just the kind of person who would say either, hmm, I'm interested in this and I would like to learn more. And this is what I heard. And I would I like I, I, I like to learn new things. I like to read information, take information in. So I would I would look that up. You know, what are bath salts? Are they really this bad? I heard these things. But from uh, when you're when you're talking about a journalist, a journalist says, well, there's only a few good sources. They don't consider things on the Internet like uh, what, what is it? Uh, ecstasydata.com to be a real source. They believe the cops and the government mm. are the only source that you can have when it comes to go- when it right. comes to these drugs. I get it. I'm just it's just irritating. Yeah, yeah just saying. I'm annoyed. Yeah, well. Coming up next on Johnny and Stevie in the morning, we're going to be doing bath salts here in the studio. <laughs> right, you know stuff like that. <laughs> honk honk. Uh, so the the you know there's all kinds of misinformation out there. The mainstream media, the police, the doctors, you know these people are not putting out at least the ones that are being reported are not being uh, putting out uh, useful information. They're not putting out information that is true, and it's going to result in. People misunderstanding this situation, and and it could be it could make things more dangerous for people with with misinformation like that out there. Yeah, I, I heard some people today at work talking about how they had heard that bath salts were heroin, worse than heroin, like heroin that you shoot up and then you start hallucinating. Are people shooting up bath salts? I have heard of it. I actually saw a really gross picture once of somebody who said he got pretty hooked on mephadrone mm. and he like showed a picture of like a bunch of needles Ooh. in his room. It is done. I would say they are more commonly smoked, smoked. and snorted. Yeah. Um but it's definitely done and eaten too. I mean, I know I have a friend right now who's pretty into methalone and she eats it, you know, that's how she does it. Tell her to stop. I have tried the- as nicely as I could. The doctor in this case, uh, who is claiming that LSD is commonly, the new LSD is commonly called bath salts. The drug says the doctor can raise a person's body temperature to such a high degree that logic and the ability to feel pain are lost. Then delirium sets in and that often leads to disaster. Okay, let's take that sentence apart for a second because the the first part is true. I'm sure there are lots of drugs that raise your body temperature. Right, but uh, the drug is how he's referring to bath salts, which is plural. There yes. are multiple bath salts, as we pointed out earlier. Many. Um, and I'm not sure that they raise your body temperature to the point where you can't make logical decisions or feel pain. That sounds silly to me. That sentence doesn't really. Drugs kind of affect your decision making in general. In though. general, but like the state, like how high could your body temperature be raised before you die, right? Because like if you have 103, 103. fever, it's time to go to the doctor, mm. right? So they're suggesting that they're going to raise your body temperature. It's a good point. I mean, like. It's a very good point. Like, <laughs> it's just a really silly statement. There yeah, could that's be a very good it point. could be other things that affect your decision making, like just the way that your chemicals alcohol, for example, great example of a drug that affects does not raise your body temperature. However, <laughs> you will make some really poor choices. messes up your decision making skills. Right, I think it would definitely affect your logic if you have enough alcohol. You are not logical in any way. You would do. What about things- the ability to feel pain? Here, he says that uh, you will lose your ability to feel pain. Is that right. happen with alcohol? Uh, yes, I would to say some definitely. 
I would to say some extent, so. For sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, plenty of people, you know, wake up with bruises the next day. Like, well, how do I get this? Well, it slows you. I mean, it just slows everything down, basically. So, but but even still, it has nothing to do with body temperature. It just is an effect of the drug. We've had several deaths, said the doctor. Earlier last year, we probably saw our first Which is death- nothing compared to the amount of deaths we've had from alcohol. Right. Earlier last year, we probably saw our first death from bath salts, where people were running on the MacArthur Causeway, under the MacArthur Causeway, being chased by the police, and then all of a sudden just collapsing. So was that uh, a death directly linked to the bath salt or the I, fact that they were... I wouldn't were... put... I mean, foreign substances in your body doesn't sound like a great way to make the machine run well. No, certainly not. Although, maybe if they weren't running from the cops, they would never have uh, exerted themselves to that extent and uh, overheated They were probably up for days, you know, like three days or whatever, and just lost all their energy. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Bath salts. Maybe you've got some experience with these research chemicals. You'd like to uh, enlighten us a bit. More coming up. Take control. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Toll-free number for you, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. As we continue here, we will take your calls about anything. Also, uh, invite you to support this program. If you appreciate Free Talk Live, you like what we're doing here on this program, you want to help us out, one of the ways you can do that is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And that means that those who are amping the show are helping us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, and also exposing new people to new ideas, things that you don't typically hear about on broadcast radio. You can help us out. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, and you get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast, the AMP-only forums, and more. Go and get the details and get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard on our website, over at amp.freetalklive.com. So we go to the phones and to your thoughts. Ed is listening in Tennessee. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. How y'all doing tonight? Hey, Ed, what's on your mind? Uh, all this hysteria about the bath salts. I mean, are you kidding me? Y'all been nailing it, though. Everything y'all, each one of y'all covered the main things, though. But uh, look, let's talk about the drug that kills more than all drugs combined with homicides, AIDS, everything number one cause of preventable death one in every five death attributed to it tobacco Tobacco. but you never hear just freaking out on it we're going to talk about two or three guys that like mark nailed it mental illness i 
guarantee. Uh, hold on a second. Is, is it actually the- tobacco that's the problem, or is it nicotine that's the problem? It's not nicotine. It's well, not nicotine. It's no. an ingredient in the tobacco, but the tobacco, you know, it damages the lungs. Okay. Uh, marijuana cane, as you know, because I mean they were baffled by it that uh, it has a lot of the same ingredients as tobacco, but. Out of 500,000 plants they've studied and all this, only marijuana contained THC. So they think, you know, the study showed that it had a suggestive of a protective effect against lung cancer. Against lung cancer. I mean, it's the craziest thing you've ever heard because your whole life you've heard that one joint is like a pack of cigarettes. But in fact, the science is the opposite. Which it does, Mark. What's that? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go Go ahead. The science is the opposite. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is true. It does equal that, but, and that's what shocked the doctors, you know, studying all, you know, they already knew that. It has a lot of the same ingredients, but not THC. So they think that, you know, they just hypothesize, no fact, nothing, but they know you don't get lung cancer, but they assumed or hypothesized that the THC wrapped around the cancer cell and let it go out of the body without causing all the lung cancer that tobacco does. But my point is, is you know, tobacco. The number one cause of preventable death. Most, I mean, it, listen this. In the 20th century, it killed 100 million users. Well, it's estimated to kill 1 billion in the 21st century. I would you know say why? there's one thing that kills more than tobacco does, and that's the state. Um, now, you know, there's there's evidence out there that if you put to put the numbers together of democide committed by governments and famine that are caused generally by governments, uh, you know, commit wars and that kind of thing, that that killed more people in the 20th century than lung disease did. But I get where you're no, coming from. So, What's that? No, nothing kills more yep. than uh, 100 million people. I'll in the pull last the numbers century. up. I mean, you know, I've got them saved on my computer because I I know that this is an incredible thing to to, incredible claim. People are just stunned by it. But one thing that an individual can do for themselves is quit smoking. An individual can't really quit the state, you know. Right. But hey, hey, can I mention a couple more things real quick? Sure. The LSD, no overdose, never has been an overdose to LSD to a death. I mean, overdose death. Yeah, but couldn't you like basic? Couldn't you, you I break mean, do your some mind, serious though? mind da- mind damage if you o- overdose on LSD? I mean, well, it's a really powerful drug. Yeah, it is very powerful, but most people don't take it like that. Yeah. like it says here. Well, I, yeah, I you'd have to be crazy to do that. Book, hey, the best book any anybody that does any kind of drug should get, and I wish it would be a updated version of this book. But "Illegal Drugs" by Paul Gallinger, G A H L I N G E R. It is the absolute best book on drugs. The history, it's 180 drugs that's classified as illegal. And like most of them, three-fourths are opiates and opioids. But uh, LSD, look, if an excessive dose of LSD is taken, most users will suffer a temporary mental incapacitation but will recover without harm. Most none None of the hallucinogens kill you. They cannot kill you in any kind of overdose. It may freak you out. So whenever you do them, be around friends. But, hey, uh, for the lady there that says she does uh, uh, methylene dioxymethamphetamine. What? You should, going by this, uh, what is it? Uh, the drug. You're saying MDMA. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it, but I didn't, yeah, I don't actually, think I said that I did that, but but I do. But You have okay, done Okay, anyway, that. people yes. that do, anybody that does, I want to give them this tip. This is from this book, but don't take this on me. You can investigate it, but this. This Dr. Gallner says if you take uh, ecstasy, 
three hours after you take it, take Prozac, double the amount. and you Prozac? It protects the brain. Gosh, I've heard so many Check bad things about Prozac. I don't ever want to put that in my mouth. Well, well, yeah, yeah, uh, and the doubling up, uh, taking uh, multiple drugs at once kind of can be, you know, hey, extra whoa, risky, whoa, too. whoa, 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 okay. Well, this is from, hey, this is from a very credible person. Well, right, you want to make up. sure you do your research first. Right, I mean, do I would, your research. I, I am recommend that in. Right, just in, just in case, Ed, you, you got something wrong, I would recommend that everybody right, right. out there I, go I, out. I totally agree yeah. with you, Ian. Hey, but I'm just saying, Dr. Paul Gallagher, illegal drugs. Ed, thanks for the recommendation the and the, the call okay. and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Um, <clears throat> so... I was going to say, I don't think, I mean, some drugs mix well together. Sure, um, but you've got to know what I'm, you're doing. Yeah, and I'm not saying everybody should go out and do a bunch of drugs or anything like that, but I have had some wonderful experiences on some drug combinations. But didn't you so just I, have a friend who, like, took some drug previously in the night and then took another drug later and then yes. realized after the fact, oops, those don't go together? Yes, Yes, there are drugs that do not go well together. I have heard so many awful things about Prozac on its own that I want nothing to do with it ever. I mean, it's a nasty, nasty drug. So I wouldn't do that personally. Well, there's a great resource. I mean, I know that he was recommending a book, but not, not as many people buy books these days or have them at their fingertips. So would recommend people go to arrowid.org, E-R-O-W-I-D, arrowid.org, where you can find information about illegal drugs, research chemicals, legal uh, prescription medications, all kinds of really detailed, valuable information. Although it's important to point out, these new research chemicals, there's not 25 years or 50 years of, re- of uh, experience of people using these things. So there's not as much information. So if you were to go to arrowid.org and look at LSD or MDMA and compare the amount of information available about those substances to what information is available about methylone or mephedrone or some of these newer, uh, more popular, more recently popular chemicals, you're not going to find the wealth of info. So, I mean... It's a research chemical for a reason. You're the subject. You know that they're, you are a tester uh, for these subjects if you're using them because there just haven't been that much experience with them. So um, we were talking about causes of death there too, and I have done the research on this in the past. Uh, you know, people have claimed that the the state is this deadly thing and very deadly in the 20th century and things, but nobody really had any numbers on it. So I was decided to go t- take a look. And tobacco nearly as deadly as the state. Um, hmm. Democide, this is this number, which is basically governments killing people, whether it's their own people or other people during wars. So democide, and you can look up democide on you know uh, Google or whatever, whatever search, uh, you know, startpage.com, whatever search engine you use, you use, and you'll find out a great deal about it. Tobacco eh, looks like about 8.5 um, you know, to 10 uh, with uh, as democide on this channel chart but when you start figuring in another one malnutrition which is starvation yeah starvation that is well in advance almost twice uh, at least half again what uh, democide is on the chart and you realize that much of the malnutrition is caused by governmental policies absolutely sanctions wars sanctions and all of these things regulations the, preventing people from starting businesses and then you decide okay so i'll take half of that number of malnutrition i'll stick it on top of democide then you get a number well in advance of the uh, the number one killer which is uh, heart disease around the world 
And essentially, you come up with a number in the 20th century that the state was the largest killer. Mm-hmm. Now, the state, the concept of the state, not right. one individual the people state. calling themselves the people, state. You know, people who believe that they can control other people through guns and violence and threats of violence. It's the most destructive force known to man. Your thoughts are welcome. 855-450-FREE. Have you done bath salts? If so, which bath salt? There are different things out there being marketed as bath salts. What was your experience? 855-450-FREE. For some people, it's been terrifying. 1-855-450-3733. Hour number three is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring and put you one. Free Talk Live. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes. With C Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, LRN.FM, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Toll-free number is 855-453. It's SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features uh, that you'll find there completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. You can join us uh, again here on the phones, 855-453-free. By the way, uh, there has not been any public announcement of this yet because I got the news literally uh, just a few moments before we went on the air. But I want to welcome back... Our XM satellite radio listeners to America's Talk. Uh, apparently, the show that had replaced us uh, in the first hour, because uh, XM listeners have been getting Free Talk Live from nine until midnight Eastern time for a while, and then there was another show that came in. Pain Nation uh, took our nine o'clock hour, so it took uh, from nine to ten. So we were only on from ten until midnight. Uh, so they what they were doing was they were taking uh, the third hour, which we're in our third hour now, from nine to ten Eastern. They were taking that live, and then the uh, 10 to midnight hours we're doing delay broadcast so until tonight we were only heard in delay broadcast but now we should be back live in this hour because pain nation awesome. is gone uh so uh, thanks pain nation for going away uh, appreciate that and <laughs> sure some people really like that show maybe so uh but now we're back so welcome back to our america's talk listeners on xm satellite radio it's it's great to have you and of course uh, you're always welcome to participate bring up whatever you want here 855-450 free That's... if you take investment my, uh, advice from us you're fools then again if you take investment advice from even investment advice experts out right. there you know they don't they don't know yeah how could they <laughs> it's ridiculous uh 1-855-450 free but actually i don't even know what this other show was i don't know if it was an investment advice oh, show or, uh, or whatever i think he was an investment guy like some sort of money guy but we're here. We'll talk to you about anything you want. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, we've been discussing bath salts and how it is that uh, the people in the mainstream media, specifically CBS News and other sources that use CBS News and believe what the police say and believe what any doctor will tell them, uh, will just print all kinds of misinformation about bath salts, uh, liking it, likening bath salts to LSD. As one uh, doctor allegedly called it, the new LSD is bath salts. And what what an irresponsible statement uh, to make. I mean, look, if you don't know what you're talking about, then shut up. 
and let people that do know what they're talking about speak. If somebody asks you a question and you, you're a self-styled expert on things, like you're an emergency room doctor as this guy was, you know, you're welcome to give your experience. Oh, yeah, people came in, they were on bath salts, they were having a really bad time. That's a valid experience. Right? I would say people came in, they were on meth alone, and they were having a bad time would be a better they thing to say. They wouldn't know necessarily, though, because uh, you know not everybody is putting the research into their drug experiences that maybe you might, uh, Julia. And of course, I think it's important. If you're going to use drugs, you need to take the time and effort to do research and understand what it is you're getting into. Don't just believe what your buddy says uh, you know, about the experience. He may not have done research either. Seems like good advice. I would say certainly don't believe what your dealer says. Yeah. I hate when people say that, like, well, my dealer told me there's a heroin in these. My dealer told me these are good pills. Yeah, your dealer is trying to sell those to you. So, And so and, is the guy down at the corner store. And, yeah, and so is his dealer. So, like, yeah. I mean, it's just bad information all around. So, you know, be careful. Uh, buyer beware. It's really important to learn about these things. And there are great resources that can allow you to do that. Arrowhead.org is one of them. <laughs> Um, also I would, I always say this, but I really believe it. Please, if you do drugs, buy yourself a marquee. Um, it's an ecstasy, a marquee, I'm sorry, test kit. You can buy an entire kit. There's one, $20 is marquee and it's the one that tests for the most drugs basically. M-A-R-Q-I-S. Yes. I would recommend dancesafe.org because they do sell them in other places, but dancesafe.org actually sells you an entire bottle and the other places will do like these little single serving Mm -hmm. kind of things and you pay way too much money for them. But um, the marquee is useful for testing a variety of drugs. Like every drug basically will have some kind of reaction or lack of reaction. And there are really great resources on the Internet that will show you like what the reactions are. I think that's important to bring that up because what we're kind of touching on now. Right. You only get one body and one mind. So, you know. it's useful to learn to learn about these things in advance. So, like, there's step one, which is do the research over at Arrowhead.org, learn about the drugs. Because again, Free Talk Live, we understand people are gonna do drugs. People are going to alter their state of consciousness, whether it's with alcohol or with bath salts or with you know something more classic like MDMA or LSD. People are going to do these things. So, I think it's in our best interest as fellow humans to help help you with this process by giving you good information and the resources that you can use to uh, to educate yourself so you can make the most informed decision possible rather than just blundering into an experience that you don't know what you're getting into. So the first step is to actually research the chemicals that you're interested in. But as you're pointing out, Julia, if you go out onto the street and try to to purchase these chemicals, you may not actually, in point of fact, be getting what you've just spent time researching. Because, you know, if you've been spending time researching MDMA and somebody says, hey, I want to sell you some ecstasy and you buy it and just put it in your mouth, there's a disconnect there. You may not have actually gotten MDMA. You may have gotten something completely unexpected, something completely right. different. It's a lot easier th- to fake ecstasy than it is to say marijuana i mean you know there, there's lots of when i was younger people were always taking oregano or something like that trying to sell it to you as a marijuana and, were they always doing that well, you know it happened more than once wow. i can tell you that and uh, you know w- but with a pill they gonna, it's gonna be a baby aspirin for all you know um i would say today very sadly today if you buy ecstasy pills in america you are Far more likely to get something that is not MDMA than get something that is MDMA. Mm, yep. I mean, look at... There's a bunch of bunk. Right. There is a lot of bunk. It's incredible. If you buy 
MDMA anywhere in the world, but especially in America, buy a test kit, please. And even if you buy from sources that you trust, be, the, the trusted source may not have tested the product. They may not know what they're getting. Yeah, get your dealers. Bring your test kit to your dealers and get them to test. As long as you can trust them that they actually did do the testing and that the dealer is actually, you know... Is it not- can't be done in front of you? How long does this take? Oh, it takes seconds. That's what I'm saying is yeah. if, if I You're had... You're bring it and then take right, it home. bring it, test it, say I will not... Because like, that's what I do or would do. Like if I was going to buy MDMA from someone, I would say I will buy... I'll even pay for one. And test it in front of you. And like sometimes they're like, no, man, they don't want to do it. Fine, I'll pay for one and test it in front of you. And if it's good, I'll buy more. And if it's not, I'll never buy from you again. I mean, if people did this, fake ecstasy wouldn't fly here. Well, right. If buyers were actually concerned with the product that they were getting, you're right. Then they would uh, not they would not put up with the bunk. And but a lot the of times they don't know it. the bunk, and these yeah. kids they just like they're like, oh, I want ecstasy, so they go and they buy these fake pills. That's why they sell then, drugs to kids. Then they go get more. <laughs> you know what I mean? And as long as people are buying, who cares what it is? But so I, I mean, yeah. please get a test kit. Get everyone you know who does the same drugs. Like get them to test too. I this is so important. I I just I can't advocate it enough. I'm a huge supporter. And then there are also other resources like you mentioned dancesafe.org. Uh there's also is it uh which one's the better one? Ecstasy reports or pill data or pill Okay. So pill reports is a useless site. Pillreports.com. Pillreports.com. Basically, what you can do is you can take a picture and you can say, this is my experience with this pill, but you're trusting people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, and dealers go on there and say, oh my God, I ate this pill and it was so great. So you They're really can't trust. Their own pills. Right. And ecstasy data is um, it will it, it's the lab test it and tells you what it is. But even still, there's different, like, Blue Stars, for example, let's say I'm going to eat this ecstasy pill that's Blue Stars. There's copies of Blue Stars. There was like after one good one comes out, the the bad drug uh, producers will Whoever get these will counterfeit copy people it. Are. counterfeit it, yeah. right? And they counterfeit it, and then you'll see a variety of bad ones come after it. So you can't you can't really trust anything but the test kit. You can be more advised, maybe. And I mean, I would say if you're going to eat a drug, if you've looked on pill reports and you've looked on ecstasy data, and you're not willing to buy a test kit. Start with half and wait, you know. If you're not willing to buy a test kit, you get what you get, you know. Hey, yeah. your, your, mind, your mind and your body aren't worth anything to right. you. $20. If you're going right. to do sp- drugs and you don't have a test kit, your mind and your body aren't worth anything if, to if you. If you're willing to spend $20. $20. If you're, right. If you're willing to spend $20 on a pill, you should be willing to spend $20 on a Well, that's the funny part. I hear this all the time. I can't afford it. Then why can you afford drugs? That's right. Yeah. God, stop it. Well, right. And that $20 <laughs> test kit's going to last for how many tests? Uh, forever. I mean, I've well, had mine for years. doesn't it go kind of bad over time? Kind of gets discolored. Or it something gets like discolored, that. and if year? you're not good, a year. Yeah, it lasts a year for sure. All right, so eight five five four fifty free bath salts. What are your experiences? Have you had experience with bath salt? You don't have to tell us your real name to get on the air. Eight five five four fifty free. It's free talk live. You can also bring up whatever's on your mind. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit don'ttreadonmeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on meme.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. Join us over at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for news updates. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first. I'm actually just sending some during the break there. Uh, News.freetalklive.com. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever method is best for you. News.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for free. If you're looking for camping, hunting, shooting, or survival gear, anything for the outdoors enthusiast, you probably want to get the name brands and get them at the best prices. Who wouldn't? Manventureoutpost.com carries everything that you're going to need and at the best, the name, in the name brands and at the best prices. Knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. They're family owned, members in good standing, the Better Business Bureau. And with coupon code FTL, you can get an additional 5% off at manventureoutpost.com. It's a great site and the shipping's fast. It's manventureoutpost.com. Coupon code FTL. All right, we're continuing here this discussion. We've been talking about bath salts and misinformation about drugs and how to be safe uh, using harm reduction techniques to help to have the most positive uh, drug experience possible and avoid uh, some of the negative stuff out there, avoid uh, misinformation, avoid a mislabeled product. And it's important for people to do their due diligence and buyer beware and know what you're getting into. Uh, before you do something, eight five five four fifty free. Let's go to the phones and uh, take you uh, your calls, your thoughts. Let's go to Troy, listening in Saskatchewan. Troy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey there, guys. Hey Troy. Uh, I like to hi. Um, regarding drug use, I I think um, my observation anyway is uh, that uh, the more controlled the population is, the more likely they're going to uh, use drugs. And maybe you can look at the you know the teenage population, and then you know you know the Soviet Russia and how much vodka they drank and stuff like that. Um, mm. So I, I think I think it's um, although there might be good uses uh, for for drugs. I think uh, it's kind of uh, it's out of control because of people want to escape the fact that they are controlled and we're living in an authoritarian society, and maybe that's why there's so much uh, drug use. What do you, you think know, also, I, I, when you think about places where they have decriminalized drug use, like uh, for Amsterdam and uh, Portugal, and you'll see a diminishment in teenage usage of drugs, it's very interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. so the freedom is given, and then people don't use it. Because the concern is, is that if you legalize drugs, you know, the average uh, lawyer or toll booth operator is going to run out and start smoking crack, and that there's going to be an increase in the use. And there's really not much evidence of that. There's certainly evidence of people coming and doing drug tourism, uh, coming to a particular place, is draw, particular place drawing them in, but but not an evidence of, of you know, native population. I don't really know if that's the right term, but the, the native residents in increasing drug use when drugs are decriminalized. I think there's something to what you're saying in that uh, there are people, a fair amount of people that use drugs for escapism purposes. And obviously, Mark, you know, you're citing real, real life statistics. I mean, when these drugs are decriminalized, 
usage goes down. That's just a fact. Uh, and maybe what we would see, though, in a, in a less authoritarian world, a uh, more free world, is that drug use would still be out there. It's just that maybe people would be using them for more positive reasons rather than escapism. Although, obviously, people are still going to have problems in their own personal lives that don't have anything to do with the authoritarian state that they may still be interested in, in escaping. Right. I think there's a lot of drugs that exist because of the illegality too. Oh, sure. Bath salts and, entirely. Yes, exactly. What we're talking about tonight, um, crack is questionable. Uh, meth in the way that it's done is questionable as to whether or not it would be as rampant. You know what I mean? All of these things are mm-hmm. kind of cheaper replacements for other drugs like meth for cocaine and things like that. Well, that's um, kind of uh, for uh, amphetamines too. Right. Well, and methamphetamine actually has existed as a prescription for a long time um and methamphetamine as a prescription is not the same as the bathtub, bathtub stuff. Methamphetamine. <laughs> um so i guess i would be interested to see if drugs like forget decriminal like or i guess forget legalization forget just pot like if tomorrow in the united states Drugs just were left alone, you know, for businesses to produce and stuff. I would be very interested to see how these sort of drugs drop off in popularity. Yeah, because why wouldn't people want the good stuff? Um, the, re- the reason that they're doing all this bad stuff is, is, you know, usually because of price and availability. Right. Well, all that said, though, uh, liquor came about in true popular form during Prohibition. Liquor, not beer, not, not brewed spirits, but right. Right. Liquor hasn't gone away. But it has diminished over time in its usage. So uh, it, r- liquor quickly reached a peak mm-hmm. in during Prohibition and has slowly trickled off over time. And the liquor that there, uh, that existed in Prohibition is not the same as, you know, I couldn't get raspberry vodka that's true. <laughs> During Prohibition. True. And uh, it was a little more dangerous as well. Bathtub gin, uh, you know, no, known for making people blind, things like that, those stories. Uh, you don't hear that very much with somebody just going out and buying some Mad Dog 2020. Not to say you couldn't kill yourself on liquor today. You certainly can. Uh, but go ahead, Troy. Any thoughts on that? Um, no, I have nothing else. Okay, Thanks, man. Guys. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE-BILLS in Indy listening to WXNT. Hey, Bill. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, you can have to educate me because I'm going to have to start from square one. Bath salts. I've heard of Epsom salts, something you soak in, but I don't know what this bath salt is. Yeah, we probably should have kept on saying this. This is a euphemism sort of name to market uh, fake drugs under. Uh, fake drugs. Uh, analogs of real drugs. So these are counterfeits of, of drugs marketed under the name bath salts. And they usually Why do they labeled... use that name? Because it doesn't sound like drugs. Well, if they said fake drugs on the front of it, right. then there'd be much more pr- trouble. And it, it is, uh, it's a way for them to market a drug without actually, like you're saying, calling it a drug, but also being able to, to put a label on it that says, not fit for human consumption. You'll find that most of these products have some sort of similar label. That way they can avoid any sort of FDA uh, regulatory structure that might come along with that. Because normally if you're going to sell a drug, something marketed as a drug, uh, you're going to have to go through some sort of governmental process. But if it's you know marketed as bath salts or in some cases, I think incense, like for instance, the uh, the, the, the fake cannab- cannabis stuff has been marketed as incense, you know, not fit for human consumption. Don't smoke this. You know, these things are, are put on there uh, to basically avoid whatever legal channels that they might might become liable so it's for. Not like they're sniffing glue or paint or anything like that. It's not it's just a euphemism. I can't really buy this stuff and soak myself in the bathtub. 
with it. It's really a drug. There. That, that's a good question. I don't know. Has anybody ever you bought bath salts and put it could in the bath? Soak yourself in the bath. I'm not sure. Um, it might. St- you could with gasoline too. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't recommend it, either of them. I wonder what would happen. Like, would you get uh, like what do, what would we call it? Like, excutaneous or whatever? Would the skin be able to absorb the uh, the product? I would. Like were, I, I would hate you know, to think that it might. If you were in a bath salt bath, would you actually get high from just taking a bath in it? <laughs> I don't know about that. Warm, I'm not sure. The warm have water, have a lot of open it. up yeah. your... Yeah, yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with real bath salts that people put in their bath. No, no do not smoke. This isn't something uh, that you're salt. getting at the, uh, the the smell good hut in the mall. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. You. Who knows? Thank you for explaining it to a square. Now you know. <laughs> if you want, you can go down to your local convenience store. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. You can go down to your local convenience store, ask for bath salts, and they'll show you right where they are. Unless they've decided to not carry them. I wonder how many convenience stores have decided that they're not going to carry these things. It's typically where people go to get them, as I understand it. 855-450-FREE. Again, buyer beware. Make sure you research before you get into this world. Some scary stuff's been happening. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free here at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. Listening options are there. You can listen, of course, in uh, to our streams. We've got broadband, mid-band, and narrow-band versions of the show. Listen.freetalklive.com. We'll take you to where you need to go to learn more about that. Plus, you can learn about our over 100 radio stations on AM and FM across the country that air the show at various different times. And our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, where you'll find us now all 21 hours per week again. We had been on two hours a night on weeknights on XM. Now we're back to three. Awesome. uh, Which is awesome. So welcome back to our listeners on XM on America's Talk. Of course, we're also on Extreme Talk on the weekends on XM, and they carry our show live on Extreme Talk. So uh, every single night of the week, you can hear us there. Our uh, other satellite option includes KU Band Free to Air, and we've also got a webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. So many ways to listen to Free Talk Live. They are uh, lined up for you there at listen.freetalklive.com. And we were talking about uh, you know people the use of these bath salts and you know, as a sort of uh, segue to uh, you know, people obviously, uh, obviously on drugs, check out Catcopter. Cop- cat <laughs> That's what we are laughing about. <laughs> yeah, look for Catcopter. It's the first result. Uh, it is Orville Copter is you know, what he's actually named. What's funny about this is that I don't think that I would find this as amusing if the internet hadn't made cats so funny for me. Right, like so. It's sad when when I I heard about the video. I well, you thought, got to tell people what it is. Okay, so it's a dead catcopter. Cat. <laughs> I mean, it's a, someone turned their dead cat into a helicopter. I hope it was their dead beloved cat. They yeah. made a drone out of a dead cat. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which I should mention that that sounds gross. It's not gross. The cat does not look disgusting. No, no. taxidermy. It's, it's, I mean, clearly, yeah. clearly, a, a skilled taxidermist <laughs> turned this cat into a helicopter. But, 
I don't think that the video would be as funny if I hadn't been so predisposed to this cats are really funny thing because like just watching the cat fly around is really funny. Well, there's silly music that it's put to as well. And, <laughs> and then they chase some cows with it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, it, it, <laughs> I'm, cry- I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. I'm crying. It's I, I this can, is, it's disturbing to animal lovers, but I would say call myself an animal lover. And I we, we all are animal we, lovers here. Yeah, all and of us here have had cats. Laughed laughed and laughed it's it's funny you know cats are it's gonna just, die it's weird it's but the creepy is, it's funny is all at the same really time anti-animal because I don't if think you it think is. about it he loved his cat and he, he sure didn't does. kill the cat to turn him into a helicopter right. the cat died and he wanted to preserve him by having him be a cat copter. The cat helicopter, according to the LA Times, was conceived by Dutch artist Bart Janssen and distributed for the public at the <laughs> Kunsterei Art Fair in Amsterdam that ended Sunday. Janssen calls his creation the Orville Copter, and named after Orville, his cat, uh, and describes it as half cat, half machine. The Orville wow. Copter is, an exa- is exactly what it looks like, a taxidermied cat with a plastic propeller attached to each paw. So it's a la drone style. So when you see it flying through the air, it looks like this giant, <laughs> weird squ- flying squirrel thing. Yeah, he's all stretched out. Uh, no animals were harmed for this project. The cat, who was named Orville, belonged to Janssen and died after he was hit by a car. Aww. After that, he received his wings posthumously, the artist writes in a description of a YouTube video showing Orville Copter's first flight. The artist says he did observe a period of mourning before turning his dead cat into a flying machine, but he clearly thinks he's done Orville a favor by giving him flight after death. He writes, now he's flying with the birds, the greatest goal a cat could ever reach. I, you know, I mean, it's it's strange, and I think people might reject it for that reason, but it's no different than keeping the ashes of the animal on the on the, the mantle. mantle. No different than, it's, say, stuffing the cat. It seems a lot more fun. There's, uh, <laughs> there's a website out there where you can get the pelt of your uh, cat turned into a pillow. I see nothing wrong with these things. I mean, you know, people love their animals. Mm-hmm. I loved mine. I mean, I thought about I thought about doing something like that with Senor, but A, I didn't want to spend the money, and B, didn't have a very nice pelt anyway. Just a mean old grumpy 22-pound fat cat. This looks like a fairly large kitty. Uh, you know, it's hard to tell exactly by the, the video footage, but yes, if you would like to be amused and a little weirded out at the same time, definitely check out I'm Orville Copter. I'm a little Copter. touched at this point in time. Really? Well, you read that article, and it seems like you really love the cat. So it does seem that way. I, like it's you got to really would it love disturb a cat. You to, though to fly Orville Copter into some power lines, though. I mean, knowing that he's not alive, but it would it like it would still kind of <laughs> well keep him away from power lines. I well, mean, sometimes you ruin your copter. I know, but sometimes when you're flying these things, they get a little wonky. Uh, have you ever tried to fly one of these I think drones? that you're going to have some kind of emotional attachment one way or the other yeah. around a cat helicopter. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's different than a regular helicopter. Sure. You want to talk about a one-of-a-kind thing. I wonder if we're going to see a trend, though, now. Like, maybe people will start hiring this guy. You know, I love my cat, and I am already thinking of what I should do with him when he dies, because that'll be a very sad day. Mm. Anyway. You know? There you go. The Orville Copter. It's not really something we can uh, do much more than explain here. you got to see it for yourself. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But, you know, since we've been talking about bath salts and drug use and how to be, uh, you know, harm reduction, reducing the harm when it comes to drugs, and also some of the interesting studies that have gone on uh, more recently and also some of them in the past regarding certain illegal drugs. By the way, nobody called in to tell us about their bath salt experience. Come on. 
I know somebody out there has, uh, has tried bath salts. 855-450-FREE. I have tried the Mephedrone. I didn't know it was called bath salts uh, back when I tried it. It was marketed to me as something that would be like ecstasy. And That's it was a good sign to turn around and run away. Legal. <laughs> and I figured, ah, give it a what try. Could, what could go wrong? And uh, it, was, uh, it was available. Kids, this is a- the kind of attitude I'm talking about about one's brain. You it know, was, like a complete disregard for one's <laughs> health and well-being. It was a, uh, it was in a liquid form. It was like in a Gatorade bottle, been uh, I guess dissolved in a bottle of Gatorade or something like that, and uh, it was pretty underwhelming. Like, really, wasn't anything to write home about or ever try again. Yeah, stay away from like ecstasy. Just do yeah. MDMA. Well, you weren't around, Julia, and I didn't have your positive influence uh, at that time. I would not have let you done you this You certainly garbage. would not have. Uh, so we continue here. Ketamine, however, is one of those uh, classic illegal drugs. K, as it is called on the streets, uh, according to MedicalDaily.com, bipolar disorder is a serious and debilitating condition where individuals experience severe swings in mood between mania and depression. The episodes of low or elevated mood can last days or months, and the risk of suicide is high. Antidepressants are commonly prescribed to treat or prevent the depressive episodes, but they are not universally effective. Many patients still continue to experience periods of depression, even while being treated, and many patients must try several different types of antidepressants before finding one that works for them. It's going to take years. Right, and by the way, in the meantime, some of these antidepressants have some side effects that are pretty undesirable. They say people commit suicide because of them. Homicide? Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, One of our old co-hosts ended up having uh, massive breakouts on his back and weight gain and loss of sexual appetite. So, I mean, you want to talk about depressing, (laughs) all of a sudden now you're covered in acne. You have no... Fat, pimply, and not horny. Right. In addition, it may take several weeks <laughs> might as well be a lawn toad. <laughs> of treatment before a patient begins to feel relief from the drug's effects. For these reasons, better treatments for depression are desperately needed. A new study in biological psychiatry this week, uh, and this is a fresh article, confirms that scientists may have found one in a drug called ketamine. A group of researchers at the National Institute of Medical Health, or excuse me, Ment- Mental Health, led by Carlos Zarat, previously found that a single dose of ketamine produced rapid antidepressant effects in depressed patients with bipolar disorder. They have now replicated that finding in an independent group of depressed patients also with bipolar disorder. Replication is an important component of the scientific method as it helps ensure that the initial finding wasn't accidental and can be repeated. In this new study, they administered a single dose of ketamine and a single dose of placebo to a group of patients on two different days, two weeks apart. The patients were then carefully monitored and repeated, uh, repeatedly compete, completed ratings to score their depressive symptoms and suicidal thoughts. When patients received ketamine, their depression symptoms significantly improved within 40 minutes and remained improved over three days. Overall, 79% of the patients improved with ketamine, but 0% reported improvement when they received the placebo. Hmm. 79% had Those are excellent results. 855-450-FREE. Also sounds very similar to some experiences people and this have is had. A, this is a drug that's illegal. The that's government right. doesn't want you to get it. Well, you can get it if you're a veterinarian. It's used as a horse tranquilizer, if I'm not mistaken. But generally, yeah, human beings, not allowed to have ketamine. 855 855- cat, cat tranquilizer. 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control. 
The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of these airwaves toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that are there for you. You can support this program if you would like by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. And you can enter Amazon through that link there. Uh, There are different Amazons. There's Amazon UK, Amazon US, Amazon Canada, you click into the right Amazon for you and just get your regular Amazon shopping done. Same great prices, same great Amazon uh, uh, deals and offers. You're just helping Free Talk Live by entering through our affiliate link. Amazon, go to uh, shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. We're talking about some amazing studies that have been done uh, here. We've heard really positive studies about MDMA, which is commonly known as ecstasy. Uh, Also, uh, I think uh, psychedelic mushrooms. These are things that have helped people with, like, for instance, PTSD, incurable PTSD, things that the medical community and their allopathic remedies and their official state-approved medicines have not been able to rectify for folks. They took, like, a dose of uh, psychedelic mushrooms and basically was it the mushrooms that cured it or the uh, no it was MDMA? definitely the MDMA but I've also MDMA, I know yeah, I've heard yeah. something about psychedelic mushrooms helping people with I feel like I've, I've heard I don't remember that story that we PTSD. did but I do remember the MDMA story that uh, I mean you're, you're talking about this huge problem with returning veterans having this uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and largely appears from uh, you know acts that they're ashamed of as according to you know studies that have been done and you know the government doesn't want them to be ashamed and so attempts to shake uh, you know sweep them under the rug uh, you know nobody's giving any kind of uh, you know a broken mind isn't obvious to people and this destroys families and all kinds of things one dose of mdma but the government doesn't want to give no no that's a bad drug but it cures these people yeah i mean cure cures <laughs> in one dose and and it's not brand new either because in the 80s before or right when they went to make mdma illegal you know, they were doing this already. Mm-hmm. It, as I understand, uh, psychiatrists were uh, yes. advising it for couples with marital problems and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, by the way, uh, psilocybin has been tested and there are some good results with, uh, with that in PTSD as well. So, uh, you know, these are, these are drugs that it's a shame to see the fact that they're illegal because it, it prohibits uh, the DEA doesn't you – know, they're not just going to let anybody go out and run scientific studies on these things because if information starts coming out that they can actually help people rather than just be, you know, abused. Right. The DEA wants you to believe drugs and that drugs or whatever they define them as are bad. And that's it. And, you know, there's a lot of evidence out there otherwise, but people who don't want to do these drugs aren't interested in doing these drugs. It's just easier to believe the government. So, uh, so continuing this piece here about ketamine, which is known as a tranquilizer, I'd call it a horse tranquilizer. You said it's a cat tranquilizer. Correct. Uh, so they may, maybe they use something more uh, intense for for horses. Ah, whatever. They're all animals. 
Animal tranquilizer. <laughs> so this is something that is also illegal. It is something that uh, if you get caught with it, you're probably going to go to prison. But according to a recent uh, couple of studies by the National Institute of Mental Health, uh, published in Biological Psychiatry this week, ketamine has significantly assisted people with uh, depression, bipolar depression, and they say it helps within minutes. Uh, within 40 minutes, 79% of the test group improved. These are people with bipolar disorder, depression. Uh, they improved with ketamine, but the placebo group, 0% reported improvement. Importantly, and for the first time, this is from MedicalDaily.com, in a group of patients with bipolar depression, they also found that ketamine significantly reduced suicidal thoughts. These anti-suicidal effects also occurred within one hour. Considering that bipolar disorder is one of the most lethal of all psychiatric, psychiatric disorders, these study findings could have major impact on public health. Now, they're not saying this is a cure, uh, you know, a cure but they are saying here, our finding, this is the doctor who's in charge of the study, Dr. Carlos Zarat, he says that our finding that a single infusion of ketamine produces rapid antidepressant and antisuicidal effects within one hour and that is fairly sustained is truly exciting, he commented. We think that these findings are of true importance given that we have only a few treatments approved for acute bipolar depression and none of them have this rapid onset of action. They usually take weeks or longer to have comparable antidepressant effects as ketamine does. And the cons- the drug-consuming public should be able to benefit from this in 20 years. Uh, I mean, you know, this is yeah. what it comes down to with the FDA and the, the tests like this. You know, if That's you, if the DEA lets go of it. You've got to ask yourself, if you're suffering with bipolar or you know somebody who's suffering with bipolar and you can get a hold of some ketamine, why isn't it worth trying this out in your own life? 78% of the people saw yeah. improvement. 79 79% of the people saw improvement, and 0% of the people in the control group did. That's a, that's a big difference. Those are, those are really significant results. Ketamine is an N-methyldiaspartate NMDA receptor antagonist, which means that it works by blocking the actions of NMDA. Dr. Zarat added, importantly, confirmation that blocking NMDA receptor complex is involved in generating rapid antidepressant and anti-suicidal effects offers an avenue for developing the next generation of treatments for depression that are radically different than existing ones. So he's suggesting there that uh, maybe there could be some sort of new treatment that comes up that's based off of ketamine that you know God knows have... we wouldn't let this want to let this stuff on the market the DEA says it's bad well i don't think he's saying that but i think he's acknowledging how difficult it would be to get the DEA to overturn yeah. uh this as well a, a there drug. are you know you've heard the of the cluster headaches which is some sort of insane headache that like is crippling i mean the people who have it can't work Mm -hmm. they come out of nowhere they last forever and lsd has been it's similar to this where it's like the only thing that has shown any sort of results and i it's my understanding that there's some sort of an analog of lsd that does not have the hallucinogenic effects of Mm. lsd that they use on these patients instead so something something like that with ketamine is kind of what they're suggesting well right and these people, they're not telling you in this uh, news piece here, but I'm sure if you read the study in biological psychiatry, which is available, uh, you would probably be able to find out what the doses were on this particular case. And that would be really important. I'd be interested and, to know, did it say how they take it? Mm, it was not made clear. Again, you probably have to check the, the study on that one. Always but, go with the anal suppository. 
Well, I'm only curious because ketamine is typically snorted like cocaine. So I was just, I mean, if it's I, in a hospital environment, I imagine not they very would likely. do intramuscular. Unlikely, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just curious. Right. I just am curious. Uh, so anyway, the, I don't know where I was going, but this uh, this is you know great news. People are being able to be helped by this product. And usually, I know what I was going to say, usually in these medical cases, you don't usually even have to take that much to get to the, uh, right. to the psychedelic effects of these drugs or the hallucinogenic effects. Right. Of Drug these. users take these for entirely different reasons. Yeah, and I know I've seen documentaries with people using medical cannabis who will take maybe one or two tokes off of a pipe, and they will say that they, their symptoms are gone, that they, or that they've addressed their issue, whatever the medical issue was that they were having, that it doesn't take – you don't have to sit there and smoke a whole bowl full of marijuana for these people to experience the relief that they're looking for. It's usually one or two – literally one or two uh, hits off of a pipe, which in some cases is probably not going to be enough for people to feel psychoactive effects. They're – not likely putting these people into what they call the K hole uh, in with ketamine. There's this you know slang term, the K hole. I you know I've never done this, so I don't know. It requires like a decent sized dose. It's not something that you can just get. You know I'd what I mean? prefer not to go there, wherever the K hole is. It is. I have not done it. You know, I'm pretty sure I've been kind of close. I haven't really tried to do it, but I. I've heard good things and bad, but the people who say good things say that it's pretty impressive. I'm fine just hearing your reports about it. <laughs> I'll let you know. No, wait. Did you say ketamine was a dis- disassociative? Disassociative. Yep. That's what it is. And that's kind of what the K-hole's about? Like, like reality is going away yes, and you're exactly. going into a hole. Like, it's like it's... You're, you're being tranquilized, <laughs> <laughs> essentially, at that point. Uh, so fascinating, you know, hearing about these studies that I don't know how it is that they're able to, to pull these things off. Uh, you know, is the DEA allowing this to happen? Is this happening in some other country? And, you know, secret is it happening in a secret lab? How is it that these things are occurring? If the DEA is allowing studies on psilocybin and LSD, then that's great news. I'm glad to hear that. I find it hard to believe that they they would do something like that. So I, I always wonder, like, what what are the circumstances that surround Was these studies? Was this done in the United States? It's not made clear. It's the National Institute of Medical Health. Because it seems like um, I've seen more studies coming out of the UK. Like, they're a little more tolerant of mm-hmm. it over there. You know, like, there's actually... Uh, politicians. A lot, f- lot fewer people go into prison for drugs over there. They, that's not their solution. This no. appears to the U. This sorry. This appears to be the U.S. government. Okay, I I know there are studies that are done here, and I don't understand how they can how they get there. But. I guess because it's the government, they can <laughs> they can do a study. I have a lot of hope for these uh, medical uh, ships that they'll be that they're you know talking about putting offshore that uh, you know maybe the Seasteading Institute will put offshore yeah. um, where they can do you know 13 miles they're outside of the rules and they can do whatever they want out there as Take far as testing. medications That'd whatever awesome. kind of treatments hell yeah that's a great idea so we'll uh, of course tell you more about that as we learn more and uh, tonight's been Ian here with you and Julia and Mark back tomorrow freetalklive.com The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post show. And today I have with me Robert Murphy from the Mises Institute. Uh, Bob, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Excellent. So uh, the reason you're here is, you're, you know, I actually referred to me by Jason Osborne um, on an, an economics question. Um, and, and 
I don't. I, somebody sent me something in the in the email, and I, you know, I don't know everything there is to know about economics by any 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 short uh, any long stretch here. But, but this this was a quote from I guess this is a huppy dot com slash kangaroo slash Keynesianism, and it says in seven short years. Under massive Keynesian spending, the U.S. went from the greatest depression it had ever known to the greatest economic boon it had ever known. The success of Keynesian economics was so resounding that almost all capitalist governments around the world adopted its policies, and the result seems to be nothing less than the extinction of the economic depression. Before World World War II, Eight U.S. recessions worsened into depressions. This happened in 1807, 1837, 1873, 1882, 1893, 1920, 1933, and, and 1937. And since World War II, under Keynesian policies, there have been nine recessions, which is two more than the seven previous, um, which was uh, then 45 and 46, 49, 54, 56. 60 and 61, 70, 73, 75, 80, 83, 80 to 83, um, 90 to 92, and nothing has turned into a depression. The success of Keynesian economics was such that even Richard Nixon once declared, we are all Keynesians now. So, I mean, you know, this is a pretty glowing report of Keynesian economics, and I had pretty much, this was a, an all-around vilified thought process from where, uh, you know, where I stood, but... You know, I have no rebuttal to that. Why is it that uh, we don't have depressions anymore, Robert? Okay, well, a few things to say to that. So first of all, we're in a depression right now. I mean, Paul Krugman's new book is called End This Depression Now. Okay. Okay, so that's not merely, you know, a sort of right-wing talking point. I mean, uh, many people on the left and the right say that right now this is a depression. Now, of course, Krugman says, oh, we're in it because we're not, the government's not spending enough money, so he would diagnose the, the, the reason differently, but the point is, uh, many people are saying this is a depression. And, before, uh, and as far as before you claim, go on, but wait, before you go on, now Krugman mm-hmm. would, as a Keynesian, suggest less government spending in the high points, and I have never seen that happen. Right? Um, at, at the Keynesians say you cut back when the govern when when the economy's high, and then you spend when the economy's low. But in fact, when the application of Keyn- if Keynesian economics comes into play, is only during the times when the economy's low, right? Uh, I, think, I think you're probably right in practice. So yeah, you're right that the in theory textbook Keynesianism says that there should be like a balanced budget over the length of the business cycle. So that yeah, we should run big deficits when we're in recession, but then we should offset those with surpluses when we're in the good times um, to have a balanced budget over the cycle. Now, what, what is true is Krugman said, like, during the Bush years, he was against the tax cuts, right? So, so he will defend himself and say, oh, yeah, I was against deficits under Bush we, when we had, you know, when we were in the midst of a big depression. But it's not that, you're right, it's not that he favored massive cuts in federal spending. It's that he wanted to raise taxes on rich people and bring in more revenue. So I that, see. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, go ahead. Well, well, going back to, I mean, the, the, the central premise, I think, of that thing you read, that defense of Keynesianism, it's got it backwards. That the typical Keynesian, they, you know, if you look at what they're doing there, they're looking at the 1930s, and they're somehow trying to claim that as a success for their policies. When... Just think about a prima facie. What that means is they're saying the one time in U.S. history when these things were really implemented the most 
happened to be the worst economic performance of U.S. history. These things so being they're Keynesian. Say, oh, the causality went the other way around. It's that that just so happened to be the worst economy ever, and thank goodness we elected FDR and he implemented all this Keynesianism, because think of how bad it would have been had we had free market policies. But FDR... You know so to- it's, just, it's a cosmic coincidence that the decade when they put in their medicine to the hilt, the most that's ever been tried, just so happened to be when we had the worst economy in U.S. history, right? So FDR was elected in 1932. Right. We were still, even under the Keynesian interpretation of history, still in the throes of the Great Depression in 1941 until finally, you know, thank goodness the Japanese did their sneak attack and forced us to spend enough money. So under their own interpretation of events, we were still in the Great Depression for almost a decade before, thank goodness, we had to spend a bunch of money on the war, and that's what got us out of it. So and according never to this, before, according under laissez-faire policies, had the U.S. been stuck in an awful depression with so many millions of unemployed for that long. So, yeah, there were periodic, they would call them panics or depressions with a small d, under much more laissez-faire policies, but they were, they were painful but quick. You know, within two years, typically, they would have turned the corner and you'd be on the road to recovery. So where you see the U.S. really get mired in this long, decade-long slump of just an awful economy is when the federal government comes in and spends money like crazy. So what you would say here is um, to these uh, – so this it says seven depressions versus nine recessions here. You would say the last two depressions would fall under Keynesian economics. So you would – instead of seven depressions, you would say it was five depressions versus nine recessions and two depressions. So you're, you're moving you're, – you're, you're moving um, one over to the uh, – two depressions over the other side. And I think that's fair because it says 1933 and 1937 here is when the depressions occurred. So, you know, they fall fa- – Fairly right into um, the FDR's lap if he was elected in '32, and then none of these previous um, depressions that are mentioned here, 1807 through 1920, none of them are multi years long. Whereas many of the recessions that came later were multi year uh, recessions. So you're looking for 80 to 83, 90 to 92. 60 to 61, 73 to 75. So you're t- talking about much longer periods here. Yeah, there's a couple things. And j- just to clarify, what they mean there with the 33 figure, 1933, that, they're saying that was the, the trough. Okay. So that, that depression they're counting as going from 1929 to 33 with the 29 stock market crash. So that one wouldn't be FDR's fault, but I would say that's Herbert Hoover's fault. And again, I know this is crazy to people who haven't looked at the numbers and they just believe what they were taught in fifth grade American history class, but Herbert Hoover was an interventionist. Right. He engaged in unprecedented, at the time, federal spending. You know, his, his deficits were not that much smaller as a percentage of the economy than FDR's were in his first term. And so that this alleged, you know, oh my gosh, this huge expansion under FDR, the biggest Keynesian miracle turnaround, I mean, that stuff, he, his policies were just an elaboration of what Herbert Hoover had started and even FDR, some of his own advisors, admitted that years later. They said, yeah, actually, you know, we wouldn't have said it during the campaign, but what we ended up doing with the New Deal, Herbert Hoover had laid the groundwork for that. Got so, it. I mean, it, it's, it's not that Herbert... So, so, really, what you're trying to explain is, gee, in U.S. history, when did we all of a sudden get hit with the Great Depression? And that was when there was a fundamental change in the philosophy coming from Washington. So the people who are pro-Keynesian, of course, would say... 
Well, they just did that because they had to, because the free market wasn't working. But obviously, if you think the market tends to work, the most logical explanation, interpretation of what happened is to say, huh, imagine that. When the U.S. government came the closest it's ever come to outright socialism, that's when the economy was the worst it's ever been. That's not too surprising that things turned out like that. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm certainly that's a better explanation than I would have come up with. Thank you very much. So I, I, are you going to be at Porkfest this year, Bob? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to get down there probably uh, Tuesday night and then stay through Sunday. Excellent. I uh, remember you were there last, last year. Are you going to be doing any kind of uh, symposiums or, or that sort of thing? Yeah, I'm going to be, uh, I think, moderating a few events. And then there's like an Austrian economics panel. Uh, Friday night I'm doing, I'm the, the moderator for the, the comedy roast of Chris Lawless. We're going to have a bunch of personalities near and dear to the libertarian movement involved there. So that should be a great time. That will be and fun. And on Saturday yep. I'm going to be doing something on money and banking in a free society. Excellent. Well, I'll, I'll try to make it to some of your uh, talks then. Well, yeah, and let me just—I know most of your listeners already know about this, but in case there's newcomers uh, listening to my interview here, let me just say that I mean, Porkfest really it is the most fun libertarian event that I've been a part of. So, I mean, there's really educational stuff like at the Mises Institute and other places, too, so I'm not belittling those things. But in terms of just being around hundreds of people that— have views as crazy as yours, you can't beat Porkfest. Yeah, Porkfest really is a blast. Uh, we've been pushing it for uh, months here on Free Talk Live, and we'll be there actually the night before uh, Porkfest starts, <laughs> and uh, be there before after it ends. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna ride the whole wave, and we're very excited and uh, thankful that uh, Jason Osborne and his wife uh, took over the reins and uh, got it working. And I'm glad that you're gonna be there. Yeah, I look forward to meeting you and everybody else there. If anybody needs to get tickets still to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, I believe that uh, they're still available at happyporcupine.info, uh, or you can go to porkfest.com, either one. I think they direct to the same website. So, uh, Robert Murphy, thank you for uh, the interview. Sure, thanks for having me. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com.